Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate uh, quote. Chris Plank out for the night, taking the night off. Torres, congratulations, sitting in in the big seat in the big shift of the weekend. Congratulations to you. The only person who spent more time with you this week is probably Beth Spanier. Although I don't even know if that's true because she was out shoveling all week, so I don't even know if that applies. But it's good to be back. Uh, the rumor floating around last night was that Plank is in Puerto Vallarta right now. I that's what you told me. That's not what I told you. That was what... Who told us that? Was it a a, 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 a I, I thought Twitter? you told me that. Yeah. Was it someone on Twitter? No. Listen, I know it sounds crazy. I have not checked the Oklahoma softball schedule at any point in the last couple <laughs> How weeks. How dare you? I know Plank crushes it on that beat, but uh, I did not see. But yeah, I think it was somebody on Twitter. It was not me, though. All right. Well, Plank has the night off. By the way, are you watching the Oscars? Did you watch the Oscars? Uh, did not watch a second of it. No. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm not. A, yeah, I'm not a big movie guy. I, I, I'm trying to think of what movies I even saw this year. 
What what movies did we see? Well, you, I, you know what? I didn't see any of them, but that's beside the point, though. Uh, I still enjoyed it. I usually know I'm not an Oscars guy also, but um, my favorite candy and one of my favorite singers, Eminem, was there, so I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. What was he uh, doing there, by the way? I saw he was performing, but like, what was he doing? He was he was just performing. They, they put. I didn't even know that was coming. By the way, I, I kept t- telling my wife as we were watching it, I go, oh, somebody's screwing up because the sound keeps going out. <laughs> On on my TV, I, I go, wow, somebody must have, you know, screwed up the sound or something. I later found out they were bleeping out the curse words. Oh, that, that to Eminem? Was, yeah, to his song. I didn't, you know, of course, I didn't know the words, so I, I couldn't sing along. Okay. But, uh, I mean, really, it's 2020. Do we really have to keep doing that now or what? I'm with you. By the way, uh, the internet, I'm on the OU Daily website. Yeah. Oklahoma is, in fact, at the Puerto Vallarta College Challenge in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Oh, wow. They did beat uh, BYU 3-1 to yesterday. Right. In You're the getting se- fired now. You're pushing What? Right now. I'm you, just you, keeping – listen yeah. – Everybody listens to this show because they care about Chris Plank and they want to know how he is and what he's doing. So he's out. So I just want everyone to know that he's okay and that Oklahoma's I, playing well. I just I, Before we get started in this show, I just want everybody to know something. And in case they didn't know this, Torres, under an extreme deal of pressure um, for this upcoming week, because it is, it's his first Valentine's Day um, being married. Are you married. kidding? It's actually the exact opposite. It's she's got to hire a lawyer if she wants to get rid of me now. Now I just I don't have to do anything right now. Come on, life's easy. It you was, gotta make the first Valentine. If you want to stay married, my friend, take advice from me. You want to stay married? You better make that first Valentine's Day real special. Otherwise, you won't be married long. He, uh, it is. Uh, listen, last year was the pressure because yeah. we were starting to book stuff and stuff was on my credit card that wasn't paid off yet. <laughs> now, now I'm on Easy Street, man. So, what is it like? A single rose and uh, the dollar menu? I don't. <laughs> it's actually really funny that you say that because they actually <laughs> opened up a new Mexican uh, restaurant right near yeah. where we live. We always walk by it, and she said. Maybe you could take me for happy hour on Valentine's Day. So we will be there from about 5 to 7 Pacific. Uh, the second that happy hour ends, I'm dragging her out. And, uh, yeah, that'll be my romantic it, Valentine's Day. It's so funny because I don't know what to do with my wife on Valentine's Day because there's really only three restaurants in our town. <laughs> and they so, all close by 4 p.m., right? Right. So, you know, there's there's really not a lot of places to go. That's all I can tell you. Everything's going to be booked up here. Are you guys, uh, are you guys over the ice cream fiasco of two or three weeks ago when she ate your last scoop of ice cream and you nearly oh, no, filed that's for still divorce? A, yeah, that's still a story. You don't take my last pint of Ben and Jerry's. All right? that you just can't do your something like that. Pint. You live I, in bed. You, you can get a free pint every day from the, the, the factory. You could get a free pint when you go to the gas station and fill up. That's exactly. how easy they are. All right, lots to get to. It's a busy Sunday. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres as he's sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Um, first of all, let me be the first to congratulate uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers for winning the World Series as they beat the Yankees in six games. Um, and now we could just move on and get ready for the following year because it's it's pretty much over now that they've got Mookie Betts um, signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, there's no team better, deeper, better pitching. Um, it is done. My Dodgers have won the World Series. Thank you very much. You have no idea how to, how angry DeSager is right now. You well, call why? Your why? Dodgers. Why? Because you're calling them your Dodgers. Do you know the biggest thing that the the uh, Dodgers have going for them this year? It's not that they now have Mookie Betts. It's that those scoundrel Astros and scoundrel Red Sox aren't cheating anymore. Right. Otherwise, the Dodgers would have two already. 
So, so I listen. I'll say this, and I can't believe we're opening with baseball here in the middle of February. Well, but I was, I was just mentioning it. No, but go ahead. Yeah, a, go no, ahead. no, no, no. Yeah. I will say this: is that baseball's gonna be kind of wild this year because, as we know, in kind of the current climate of baseball, with uh, disparity in the markets and who wants to spend and who's not going to spend, and now you take out two contenders, I think. In the Astros and the Red Sox, I know the Astro, the Red Sox in theory aren't competing, but they're always in the mix. Uh, and they are now completely starting over from scratch. New managers, new management. Uh, I think it's going to be a fascinating year no, in baseball. it's not going to be a fascinating year. This is like the Golden State Warriors playing the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. It's We already know it's the Yankees and the Dodgers. Really? It's, Oh, you didn't know that? Breaking news, breaking news, everybody. I did. Break out the breaking news sounder. Dodgers, Yankees in the World Series. I didn't know if I'm reporting that, so I should get credit for that when it comes uh, October. Scoop Spanier over there. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. cool. Well, my question is, did the Dodgers make the World Series last year? Because they were the best team in the, in the NL, and they had the highest payroll and all that stuff. They didn't make it last year. There's a difference between being the best team and being the superior team. And that's exactly I mean, they're, they're a, a 10 out of 10, while everybody else is like a 7-plus. It's, it's not even close, Torres. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I don't, look, I don't know if that's good for baseball or bad for baseball. I do know this, though. It's good for Dodger fans, and it's good for Yankee fans. Everybody else is just going to have to suffer. The rest of us, I'm a Mets fan, so you know it, it's not going to happen. But, I mean, they've gotten better. But if, if, if you think that this is going to be a more and more intriguing year, um, you might as well just wait till October before we get to the Dodgers-Yankees. So you're convinced that it's already over. I mean, first of all, the Dodgers won, I don't know if you remember this, 106 games last year, Arnie. They won nine more games than anybody else in the NL. They had a 273-run run differential, which was yeah. by far the biggest in baseball. And you're just handing them the the National League Championship and the World Series. Who do you I, think they are, the Atlanta Braves? I mean, eventually, the, I mean, look, the, the, you keep knocking at the door. Finally, the door is going to open. You understand that, especially for a team like the Dodgers. Um, they're just too good and too stacked not to win it eventually. You also said they have the best pitching in baseball. That feels like a little bit exaggerated. I'm not going to lie. Well, I, I'd like to see anybody who's got a better rotation. Of course, it's 162 games. We'll see how it plays out. But they get Mookie Betts. And, you know, I see everybody that was ripping the Red Sox fans. In case you didn't know this, I think this Dodger trade is going to be a one-year rental for Mookie Betts. I what? don't think there's... I don't think a lot of people are lining up around the block to pay this guy four hundred and what twenty thirty. Let's just round it out to four hundred and fifty million dollars, or or whatever it's going to be, um, for this guy for a ten to twelve year contract. I I don't see how many suitors there's going to be. Maybe one or two, uh, and that's a lot of dough. Look at the other teams that have paid big money for people like that. So then you know? maybe it won't be a one-year rental. I mean, if there isn't a market for him like you're claiming, which I don't know if I believe, doesn't that make I, it more likely that the Dodgers will be able to re-sign him in the offseason? If they want to. If they want to spend the, over the 400 and whatever million it's going to cost. Look, I don't know the exact number. What was uh, Trout's number? About $420 million? Yep, somewhere I, in that neighborhood. I, is he going to want more? Less? I... Let's just give him the. Let's just round it to four twenty-five for crying out loud. I'm not gonna, you know, argue for a couple mil here or there. Um, so, but, but I don't understand your argument that that he's a one-year rental if you also just said that there's no market for him. Well, I, I, what I think is 
the Dodgers don't want to give him that type of money. I think what they'll do is use him to win a World Series this year and then let him become a free agent and just not bid on him. Just say, we don't want to give you the $400-plus million we pass, um, and let's see who else wants it, whether it's the Yankees or whoever wants to put him. Maybe the Red Sox want to bring him back what? for $350 million. Who knows? He's, he's gonna, hey, wait, There's been crazier things than that. I mean, let's be honest. He wants to be a free agent. That's what started this whole thing. Uh, the Red Sox offered him a contract for about $300 million, but that's way under market value. Uh, he'll become a free agent. Who knows? He'll have to go where the highest uh, bid is, I think. I for uh, uh, To go back to what we talked about this a little bit last night, I still think it's preposterous that the Red Sox traded a guy in his prime, uh, MVP, multiple-time Gold Glove Award winner, I don't get it, especially because in Boston there is no such thing as a rebuild. If they're bad for a year, the fans are going to demand that they start spending money. I don't get the move, but I especially don't get the move for the reason that you said, Arnie, which is that there are not going to be a lot of suitors at the price that he is going to be paid. Well, go- I mean, but that, well that's only natural. I mean, you, how many teams can afford that type of pay? You know that. I get it, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. He's not going to get $420 million. Oh. So keep him. And do what you got to do. Have success this year. Maybe you go back to the World Series. Maybe it makes it more likely that he'll sign a hometown discount. I just think it's preposterous. Well, I I, I have to, I don't know the exact number. Reports are he originally I said three hundred million. I think he's already turned down three hundred thirty million dollars. I, I I don't know the exact number. Um, obviously, we could just hear you know what people are putting out there. But that's a that's a lot of money also. But he's looking at. Hey, did you know? You know, I I saw that. Um, stat that Mookie Betts, when he had the MVP season, his war was 10.7. No Dodgers ever had a, a number higher than 10. I think Jackie Robinson was the highest at like 9.7. So, I mean, you talk about a, an iconic player. The only question is, can he continue putting up that type of numbers? I'll give you the answer. The answer is no. Um, Dodger then- Stadium is a bit is a, a pitching uh, a park. So it's going to have less home runs. He's going to have less RBIs because he's going to be in the National League and he's not going to have the bottom of the order to get on base. So you're you're going to have the pitcher at number nine and some weak hitter at number eight. He'll have much less RBIs uh, coming up. Counterpoint, he is coming to a team that just won 106 games from a team that won 80-something games. So he has better teammates, better players around him. Oh, you hate when I'm right and I bring up things that you're no, not ready for. No, he he will have better teammates around him, but let's face it, the the Red Sox the year that he won it and they won the World Series, they had um what like 108 wins or something like yep. that. So I mean, how much better and how many more guys are going to get on base? It just it just can't happen for sheer numbers, Aaron, because with the pitcher at number 9 and by the way, you also have a weak hitter at number eight. You understand that, right? So he's not going to have as many chances to to drive in runs like that. It's amazing because we started this segment by you saying that it's over. The Dodgers are going to win the World Series, and now you've come full circle by saying he's on a worse team than he was last year. So no, I didn't say that. I just said it's the National League. That's what I'm telling you. I right, look, you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. I just wanted to congratulate the Dodgers. For winning it all. I mean, you feel good about anybody else in, in baseball? I, It's already, what, February 9th, and the season's already over. We, there's no intrigue this year. I um, 
I want the the Astros to go on the revenge tour because I think everybody's just counting them out like, oh, they're not very good and they they only got there because they're cheating. They still got Justin Verlander. I'm sorry. Jose Altuve, uh, George Springer, UConn guy, hate to brag, uh, Bregman. They still got dudes and they were still good when they played away from Minute Maid Park. I also think Dusty Baker is kind of a more laid back guy. He's not by the book. He's just going to let his guys play. I want to see the Astros revenge tour. I want them to win with Without the banging on the floor and all that stuff, I think I think it could be. Listen, imagine if they got back to the World Series or if they made a real run based on everything they've been through this last year. I think that'd be pretty cool. How many people are going to give? You know, how many of the people on the, like the visiting side, uh, you know, when they go on the road, are going to give them grief over what happened? Uh, with the cheating scandal. I mean, it's well, just, uh, signs are going to be priceless. You know what I mean? They play 81 road games, so I would guess 81 times. They're going to they're gonna hear it a lot. I will say, though, George Springer, UConn guy, that guy had nothing to do with anything. He's just phenomenal. Yeah, of course not. You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. He's sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Guess what did well in the ratings. We'll come back. We'll tell you about that. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, good evening, everyone. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much will match. Millions of people a year getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. He's Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm Marnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. By the way, I know you didn't, you're not watching or didn't watch the Oscars, um, but you may have seen Spike Lee's outfit. It's all over Twitter and um, people are talking about it. it was a a Laker outfit. It was purple with a gold trim. Yeah, he had Kobe's number on, Gigi's number there too. Uh, shout out to Spike Lee. Great outfit. That was absolutely tremendous. I loved it. You know, it was. I just I I had heard about it, but I hadn't yeah. seen it until this commercial break. But yeah, tribute to Kobe. Obviously, listen. I mean, he's a basketball player, but he's an Oscar winner too, man. And it's still. Uh, I know we talked about it on our show. I don't even know if how much we did. I know you and Plank certainly did three yeah. hours on it. But I'm telling you, being here in L.A., it's still a new story will come out every day where you know everybody's grieving differently. And so shout out to Spike Lee for uh, the really cool outfit. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, man, that's a cool one. I can see him. I wonder if he's going to like auction that off for charity or something so. like that. So that's uh, that was a cool outfit. Uh, good for you, Spike Lee. All right, um, real quick, just a couple on Twitter. Uh, Andrew says, uh, stink of genius, you're still a bigger fraud than the Dodgers are in the World Series, taking wow. shots at my Dodgers out there. This has got to be the year. I can't have another year of, of uh, the Dodgers not winning it. They've got to put it all together this year after getting Mookie Betts, you know. And again, they made it two years in a row in 2017 and 2018, and both teams got caught cheating. Do you, you, but I don't think you answered my question. Did, did you say it was better for baseball? that you have two dominant teams like this because you always said it was good for basketball when we had the Golden State Warriors dominating. I didn't say it was anything. I said I think it'd be good if the teams that got got caught cheating are good. It's kind of like college. Listen, you know I love college basketball, right? Like yeah. when these teams get caught breaking the rules and they're still good and you know that <laughs> it's like UNLV or the Miami Hurricanes. Like it's kind of cool like when the Hurricanes are like, yeah, you know, they got some guys that are probably getting something, Nevin Shapiro, Ponzi scheme, but whatever, they're kicking butt and like – I mean, imagine if the Astros win 98 games and go back to the World Series. It'd be awesome. Oh, they're already going to be public enemy number one. That's what I'm saying. And those are the best kind of teams to root for. Listen, I'll say this. We don't have enough villains in sports anymore. I will give give credit to guys like Draymond Green who do enjoy being the villain. We need more villains in sports, and I think the Astros could be that this year. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. The XFL, 3.3 million viewers. For the opening weekend, um, that surpassed the AAF or whatever that one was. Um, 
by uh, should I say considerable amount? It was they got like two point nine million. Good opening start. Um, does that mean it's here to stay? I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of good things about it, and that's a pretty good number if you ask me. It's a great number. It outrated all the NBA games yesterday, and all those all sporting events, I believe. I think you're correct yeah. there. I, I will say, I mean, listen. Obviously, the NBA it wasn't the sexiest matchup with Lakers Warriors, as the Warriors are literally the worst team in the NBA right now. But no, it was a good start. I think obviously some people are skeptical. Some people are going to say the AAF did great numbers week one and were never able to replicate them. But the XFL, they have the advantage of, of working with Fox, working with ESPN. Uh, they have great partners. And now we'll see if they can keep it going going forward. Are we so starved for football when the NFL is over? The reason I ask that is the AAF didn't work. The first XFL, the USHL, um, the Arena Football League, several Arena Football Leagues. If we love NFL, or excuse me, if we love football so much, wouldn't more of these leagues exist or work out or NFL Europe and stuff like that? Or is this about the best we could hope for? Because nobody's ever going to rival the NFL. So I I was actually thinking about this today. Let let me throw out a counterpoint theory. And I'm not criticizing what the XFL did. I'm just thinking about this. Was the weekend after the Super Bowl the best time to start? And I get the logic, right? We're still in football mode. We're thinking about it, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like, dude, I just did whatever, 23 straight weeks of football or whatever, dating with the preseason, with the playoffs, with everything. Do you give it a month? Do you maybe get past March Madness? There's a few weeks between when March Madness starts and when the the NBA playoffs start. And do you go from, say, early April to mid-July or whatever you end up doing? I'm just asking because you asked, are people football starved? I don't feel football starved right now. I don't feel like after I saw Patrick Mahomes, after I saw Lamar Jackson all season, that I need football right now. But a month from now might be a different story. It is better to go now because would you rather go up against the NBA and NHL um, playoffs? That would be a tough part. Plus, you're going, you know, you're going full slate in the Major League Baseball. You do it now. There's no baseball, no NBA playoffs, um, no NHL playoffs, no March Madness. Even though you're eventually going to get up to that, well, um, you know, I I just think there's less going on now. Plus. You want to give these guys time off after the season so they can get ready for the the no, draft for the NFL. No, 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 no. They've signed you have to sign a contract. I think it's at least 2 years. I, these guys are really? committed. Yeah, so like like at least the quarterbacks are like Cardale Jones, I believe. Uh, somebody wanted to sign him, and he was signed with the XFL and they couldn't touch him. So, uh, you know, to me, um it's a good counterpoint by you, and I guess maybe I'm thinking of it from a ratings perspective from people outside the stadium, but I can also see the argument if you're trying to fill the stadium, if you're trying to build fan bases within those cities, it's a lot easier now than it would be, say, in six weeks when Major League Baseball will be going and, and I guess, playoffs in basketball, too. You know, I asked you this yesterday. Is it, you know, it used to be the big four. Is it now football number one, everything else is number two, and then uh, the other sports are like three, four, and five? Is that what it's become or what? I think there's a big gap. I mean, I still think, and we talk, well, I was going to say, we talk about it every Saturday during the fall, Arnie. I mean, you know, college football does just insane numbers. The NFL draft does insane numbers. We watch the NFL combine. So, yeah, I think there is this thirst for, for football. I'm curious if it extends beyond the Super Bowl. I don't know. By the way, we watch preseason games, too. So, it, I do think there's a big gap between football and the other major sports. 
I don't know. I'll just be fascinated to see how this all works out. Million Dollar Man tweets and stinking genius. That 3.3 was just for the first game on ABC. What did I say? I think I said the opening weekend. I should have said the first game. Right. Uh, I'm curious to see what all the numbers will be when it's all said and done. Uh, and, you know, put them all together and see how they came out against the AAF. Yeah, and it'll one yes, and that's the big question, right? The AAF, as you said, two point nine two point nine million viewers opening weekend. I think the other thing too is I've looked ahead to kind of the the uh, schedule and to Sager referenced this last night when I was on with you. Um, it's a pretty consistent time slot, I think, on both. Uh, Saturday and Sunday with the both networks, so you can kind of set your clock to it. I think the problem with the AAF in very short order, and it was only three, three or four weeks before they shut down the whole league, but it was like, you know, I watch one game and then I don't know when the next game is and th- this team has a guy I want to watch but I can't find them again for another whatever. So I do think if they if they stick to those windows, I think that what, what you want to do is you want to build something consistent, you want to build something that fans can set their clocks to. I'll be curious to see if it can continue. The Mason Mauler's still mad from yesterday, I guess. He's always mad, He said, wow, the NBA slash hoop-hating media is getting real desperate. Now you're comparing a soon-to-be-failed football league opening weekend to one game of an 82 NBA schedule? Yeah, WWE and XFL are more popular than college and pro hoops. Get the hell out of here, I think is what G-T-H-O-H is, right? I'm guessing on that or what? Yeah, yeah, that was good, Arnie. Look at me. Welcome to 2020. Thank you. Congratulations. Use Urban dictionary for that one or you get that uh, you know no, i figured that all by myself um you know i guess he's got a little bit of a point it is just one game of an 82 game schedule but you figure now's the chance for the nba to shine you know i mean they wouldn't put it on tv if they didn't think it was going to rate well and so yeah i mean i listen i'm this is what drives me crazy about that particular listener is you state facts and they don't like facts i mean the fact is xfl a second you know the second football league behind the nfl um, it did a better rating than any basketball game yesterday. That's a fact. I don't I don't really know what the argument is or why we're hating the NBA. We're just presenting facts. All right, you want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. He's sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Uh, also, the rumor about a certain quarterback has got some people really upset. We'll touch on that a little bit. First, though, our first check-in with the Sager. See what's trending, what's going on tonight, the Sager. Hello, gentlemen. And, yes, with the XFL schedule, it'll be pretty much every Saturday a Fox 5 p.m. Eastern time game and pretty much every Sunday an FS1 game as well. And there are only eight teams in the league, so it's two Saturday, two Sunday, That much is for sure. Every weekend, February, March, and then April, they'll get to the final of the XFL by late April. You know what they should do? I know they're mic'd up, but wouldn't it be better if you had a a reporter on the field with a helmet once somebody got tackled? You go, hey, did that hurt? (laughs) That's where we're going, isn't it? (laughs) We talked about the new kickoff alignment. As strange as it is to see, I mean, I think Brady Quinn put it best on the earlier show tonight. That may be a thing that saves the kickoff from being abandoned in the NFL, the way they're talking about avoiding the collisions. Well, this is is a compromise with that. And also the 25-second play clock instead of 40 gets things going a little bit more the oscars have just ended in hollywood by the way oh, and the goodness. south korean be film in the morning uh it did go a while let's what three and a half hours now so that's longer than last year's parasite from south korea set made history the first foreign language film non-english film to win best picture overall it won the international film oscar earlier tonight but just won best picture overall and their director who also co-wrote it he won two oscars for those so four uh, four oscars total and the other uh, 
rundown is that Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor playing the Joker, and Renee yeah. Zellweger won Best Actress playing Judy She looked Garland. great, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, man, it's been, what, 20, 25 years? Yeah. Do- doesn't you look had like me that. at hello. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A Jerry Maguire reference. There you go. Everything's final in the NBA. The Blazers have just held on to beat Miami 115 to 109. Damian Lillard, a mere 33 points and eight assists. The Clippers won at Cleveland 133 to 92. They beat him by 41 points, and Kawhi Leonard was sitting out because he played last night, so he's missing his 13th game. This is Cleveland's largest ever defeat at home. And I saw a stat that the the Clippers have never won a game by this much outside Staples Center. Uh, To win by 41 points, the crazy thing, StatMuse passing along, that already this NBA season, this is the 10th time there's been a 40-point margin of victory. Jeez. Holy cow, what is going on in this league? Atlanta beat the Knicks. The long four-game winning streak is Uh, over for New York. Could have been five. We mentioned last night that it was uh, tying their long, long, I'm sorry, I can't get this out without laughing. That four-game winning streak tied the Knicks' longest winning streak of the last six years. That's how good this franchise has been. Well, double overtime at Atlanta. The Hawks beat the Knicks 140-135. to Trey Young with 48 points. Boston won at seventh in a row. Philly won at home again. Road wins not only for the Clippers, but for uh, Memphis and Utah as well. Utah got a three-pointer at the buzzer to win at Houston 114-113. to College basketball victories for Marquette and Houston. The XFL had New York winning 23-3 over Tampa Bay. Quarterback Aaron Murray, no touchdowns, two interceptions in the loss for Tampa. St. Louis won its game at Dallas 15-9. By the way, the Tampa Bay coach is Mark Tressman. The New York coach, Kevin Gilbride, we also saw on the Dallas sideline, Bob Stoops as an XFL head coach. Ricky Stenhouse earned the poll for next Sunday's Daytona 500 on Fox TV. And the Dodgers will acquire right fielder Mookie Betts and pitcher David Price from Boston. MLB just needs to approve the cash to L.A. involved. The Dodgers separately agreed to trade pitcher Kenta Maeda and $10 million to the Twins for prospects. Congratulate them for winning the World Series, DeSager. Don't do that, Aaron. Do it. Do it. Stop calling them your Dodgers also. You know, we've said this. I've said this. 2017's Dodgers, that was literally the best Dodger team in the last 40 years. That was the and they, they lost Game like 7 at home. 28 in a row or 26 out of 28 <laughs> or something like that crazy? It was, yeah, they had a, uh, well, even Mattingly was manager, they had a, like a 40 and 8 type stretch over the summer. And it was that kind of a season in 2017 as well. So, you know, you still got to play the game. What were we saying about the Washington Nationals mid-May last season? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. The answer is nothing. We weren't saying anything about the Nationals. And then they wind up somehow, miraculously, in every round, starting with that playoff game to begin the postseason, the wild card, they they wind up holding the trophy at the end. Uh, by the way, with the NBA tonight and Philadelphia, another home win, they beat Chicago. One of the stars of the NBA is yet again Furkan Korkmaz. If no one's heard of this guy, and, you know, hey, who hasn't? He's 20 years, uh, 22 years old from Turkey. He was drafted late in the first round of 2016. He had 31 points in the win over the Bulls tonight. I looked up the draft of 2016. He's taken 26th overall, and then Toronto took Pascal Siakam 27th overall. Wow. But just in his last two games, he has 65 points off the bench. And he's made 13 three-pointers. That's a first in NBA history off the bench in just a two-game span to reach both of those numbers. So if you haven't heard of the name, 
Happy to pass it along. Furcon Korkmaz of the Philadelphia 76ers. I love it. Thank you to Sagers. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Torres in for Plank tonight. Of course, people getting on Twitter, uh, they figured that out. Like Paul that says, Torres, that dull, imbecile, stinking genius is the only guy on Fox Sports Radio um, that's more uninteresting than watching the unwatchable Oscars. First of all, Paul is maybe the smartest person that listens to this show. Why do I got to be dull? I can handle being an imbecile. Why do I got to be dull? That's true. You aren't dull. By the way, can we give a quick shout out to our guy, Bernie Fratto? Yeah, he told us he told us St. Louis plus ten against Dallas today yes, he was did. a lock. He said it was the lock of the century, the best XFL bet in the history of the sport, and he nailed it. Not only did they cover the ten, they won outright. I wish I lived in Vegas. Do you? Yeah, I do. I'd be gambling all the time. You would definitely still be trying to grow out the ponytail. You'd be driving around in a little Ferrari that you couldn't afford. I could see it. I could see. That. I lived in Vegas for a little bit, like six months. It was fantastic. That's it? You talk about it like you were there for 10 years. Six months? That's the only time you were there? Yeah, but six months is like, in dog years, that's almost like three and a half years. It's like that. That's true. A weekend in Vegas feels like a month. I was there about three (laughs) weeks ago. I got in on Sunday at like 9 a.m., and I left on Monday at like 4 p.m., and when I walked in the door to my house, I took a flight too. I felt like I had been gone for two weeks. It's yeah. unbelievable. I was, yeah. I, I was like, I was there for, le- I was there for just about twenty four hours. It was, and insane. you never feel tired because they pump oxygen into the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're pumping into the casinos, and you never get tired. And you never, you never feel tired because you got all sorts of chemicals running through your body, and you don't know up from down, left from right, <laughs> Monday from Tuesday. It's a great city. All right, you want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We talked a little bit about the Dak rumor that Michael Irvin floated out there that he said he spoke to somebody in the Cowboy organization, and they said, hey, if the Dak didn't want or turn down the $33 million a year contract, that they could trade him, sign Tom Brady for a two-year deal. Now Michael Irvin kind of backtracked, said he never talked, to, he never said that, Jerry said that, but he didn't back down that he's, that someone made the comment to him. Um, one, I believe, Michael, that somebody in the organization said something to him. Um, you don't just make that stuff up, saying, oh, I'm, I'm going to stir it up a little bit. Somebody said something to him. And two, it's a move I may cons- you know, seriously consider making if I'm Jerry Jones. And if I'm with the Cowboys, I, I would definitely consider making that move. Well, and you're missing the most important part. It's a move that makes sense for Tom Brady. And that has always been my issue with the conversation about Tom Brady leaving New England is he has a very finite window. It may have already closed, but he believes that he still has a window to win championships, to play football at the highest level. So if he is going to leave New England, he's got to go somewhere that they can win right away. And what is the one thing about that? The Dallas Cowboys are built. Now, I don't blame all of their lack of success on Dak, but we have seen that at times that he can be limited. So if Brady is going to leave, I've never bought the Raiders. I don't think the Chargers make as much sense as other people do, but the Dallas Cowboys do make a lot of sense. Let me ask you, if if we say the Cowboys are one of the top three most hated teams in the NFL. Okay, that sounds right. Give or take, uh, one, two, or three, we, we could argue that. If Tom Brady joins the team, are they more hated? Or do people kind of say, hey, I'm pulling for the Cowboys with Tom Brady now, and more people jump on the bandwagon? You tell me. 
It's a good question. I mean, because we all we we hate Brady, but we also hate Belichick too. Right. And so oh, we do hate Belichick. Yes, we do. And so you know, maybe you stick it to Brady or you yeah, stick it to Belichick. The, yeah. You stick it to the Patriots. Flip question for you: If Tom Brady goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Are they now the favorite in the NFC? It sounds oh, cr- it sounds good. Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. I thought it might sound crazy, but you know, listen, San Francisco, I'm not sold on them long term with Jimmy G. Uh Aaron Rodgers showed signs of regression this season. The Packers were not as dominant as their record would indicate. I think you could make a case the Cowboys would be the favorite in the NFC if he goes. I in. I totally agree. And if Brady did join the Cowboys, I think they would be the most talked about team in in sports history, maybe. I mean, just wow. think about that. Um, first of all, you'd have all the cowboy haters who are just going to, you know, just to continue to hate them. And then you'll have the people that are neutral that's like, hey, I want to see Tom Brady win without Belichick. Um, you know, I want to jump on the bandwagon. It's going to be, I mean, they'll want to put the Cowboys on TV every time. Um, if if he, if they had Tom Brady, and then oh, you have the tens of millions of actual Cowboy fans that would be watching their game anyway. So, <sighs> I'm with you. No, I, it would be fascinating. I li- listen, for the sake of content, I'm a content guy. I just want good stuff to talk about on our show when we do it on Saturday night. For content's sake, that would be incredible. I mean, and not only whether they succeed. But if they fail, they lose a game. They go to the to 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 Philly on a Sunday and they lose. Oh my God! We could talk about that for for a week straight. <laughs> we don't have to talk about any other game. Uh, Roberta's coming to my defense, thinking genius. I hate to say this, but you are the absolute most interesting, enjoyable sports communic commentator, and I've been in the sports radio for quite a while. But why would she have to hate to say that though? I I, I appreciate that, but she said, "I hate to say that you're the most entertaining person." Yeah, yeah. Well, um. I don't know. People don't like complimenting you. It's, it, it really it pains me. I get a pit in my stomach them. every single time I have uh, to do it. I love it. Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. You want to get in through Twitter, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. We'll come back. I want to touch on that 49er uh, story that some people say they should get rid of Jimmy G. I'm going to hit on that. We'll finish out the hour. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can get us on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. First, though, let's get to the Geico Play of the Day. And the Oscar goes to Parasite. Wow. That was good. Wow. For Best Picture. How about that? There you go. I have to go ahead and see it now so I can... Know what I'm talking about. By the way, do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because you're having a home is a hard work. So just go to Geico.com, get a quote, see how much you can save. Geico.com. It is that easy. That is the play of the day. Uh, you going to go see that movie now, but is it one best picture or what, Torres? Is it a biopic about Arnie Spanier? <laughs> I was thinking, you said when you announced it, I was like, it's only fitting that Arnie announced the uh, best picture was Parasite. So. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, I, I, I don't really watch the Oscars for some reason. I, I turned it on today and I actually enjoyed it, but uh, I'm like, man, I could, can't imagine living that type of life. Did you? Well, I'll get it to. I'll tell you about this later on. We got a lot to get to here, real quick. Mike sends this in. If Brady joined Dallas, they'd be the number one talked about team in sports history, which is what I said. He's just repeating that. Dude, if he wins one, he's still a Patriot times six, but he's staying anyway. Hashtag stay Tom. Patriot fans are getting a little sore about what I said there. 
They are. Yeah, no, and listen, I I think it'd be I, I do agree they'd be the most talked about team. I think people am I crazy? I think they'd root for Tom Brady because I think that the public perception would be that he basically got forced out of New England, that he was taking pay cuts for years, that he did everything right for the organization and that they booted him the second that, you know, he got past a certain age and like I don't know. I feel like there would be public perception in favor of Tom Brady, even though he's been largely a hated player and he would be on a largely hated team. Later on, I'll give you the odds on where we think he'll end up, at least according to Vegas. But I kind of agree with you. Um, for a superstar, yeah, he's hated. I, I mean, to a certain point. But, if man, if he joined the Cowboys, wow. All I can say is I think they become the favorite, as we mentioned earlier, in the NFC. I would go ahead and – pay anything to see the Cowboys Chiefs in the Super Bowl that'd be that'd be fantastic I'd pay anything plus a dollar to see Cowboys Patriots I'll tell you that oh geez can you imagine that that'd be a good one too how about how about Patriots aren't going that far uh, without Tom Brady I promise you that how about Cowboys 49ers in the NFC championship game Brady Garoppolo and then we get Cowboys Patriots in the Super Bowl you know since you bring up Garoppolo Talk is that the 49ers should walk away from Jimmy G because at the end uh, because they could walk away with like a four million dollar buyout and not be hurt at all, and that they should move on because of what happened in the Super Bowl, blowing that twenty to ten lead. I'm like, are you kidding me? You had a twenty to ten lead in the fourth, and you were thirteen and three, and all of a sudden you think you should make a change at quarterback? I I don't understand what's going on here. Uh, you know, my counter is exactly what the counter is for Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. Who is out there that makes you, the San Francisco 49ers, better? I don't think there's an answer. They're not getting a draft pick that's going to be... Uh, first of all, to, to ask a rookie quarterback to come in and, and do what Jimmy G just did is basically thankless and impossible. Andy Dalton ain't the answer. Cam Newton ain't the answer. I don't think Phil Rivers brings any more well, to the table. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, no, I was going to say, they were, they were saying go with the rookie quarterback and, and you know... Oh. Bring him along and teach him the ropes. Who, and, who, who was yeah. the last rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Ben Roethlisberger? Like, that was 15 years ago. I well, mean, they didn't win the Super Bowl this year. I don't know if you remember that, you know? Who? Uh, the, the 49ers. No! Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but who was the last rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Because if you're getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, what you're saying is going to the Super Bowl is not enough. We have to win it. Well, not necessarily. Maybe you just don't think that Garoppolo is going to be able to get you back there because um, it was a lot because of the defense and the running game and the offensive line, and you maybe need another quarterback. I don't believe that, though, to be honest. I think Garoppolo is the guy that could take you back there. I'm just – who is in the draft? You're not getting Joe Burrow. Cincinnati's already said they're not trading the pick. Yeah. Two has got a bad hip. Justin Herbert – I just – it's idiotic. Like, I get the conversation, but it's an idiotic conversation. Yeah, or maybe Jalen Hurts, you think, is the answer there. Hour one in the books. We just crushed out. I don't know where – it just flew on by. Um, You want to be part of the show real simple? Aaron underscore Torres. He's sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Uh, next hour, Todd Furman coming up. Up at about 20 past the hour. Some gambling talk there here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in DC, Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good evening. Aaron Torres in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote Todd Furman, live from Vegas, joining us at about 20 past the hour. It's been a long time since I've been to Vegas. I You go like every other month, it seems like. I I got to make it back out. As a matter of fact, some of my fraternity brothers, I think, are going to the Pac-12 tournament, which is out in Vegas. I should meet them out there, man. It's it's always a good time, you know? I will be there that week. Oh, get out of here! I would invite you to crash in my room, but, you know, I find you kind of repulsing, <laughs> to be honest. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah, I'll be, I'm will be. i only going to be out there for one day. I got a, a thing. Uh, actually, the day the Pac-12 tournament starts probably will swing by for a game or two. Uh, I'm guessing Arizona will ideally, if things work out well, they'll have a bye. They won't even play that day, but I will be out there for one day, my friend. Wow. Wow. I I, I don't know if I'm going to approve that day off. I want you to know On a Wednesday? I don't know that, though. I'll tell you what. If you can get me a shift on Wednesday, (laughs) then I'll I'll see about rescheduling. 
Oh, geez. It's been a long time. I I mean, Mike, I'm trying to remember the last time I've been out there. When was the last time? Uh, it's been, gosh, it's been over a decade. It has No been way. Long. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen the, the, the pictures of the football stadium? It's going to be incredible. Yeah, I've seen the pictures, yeah. It's, look, it looks great. It's, it, when you drive in on 15, which is obviously the road from California to Vegas, it's right on the side of the road. It's impossible to miss. Uh, I was there, let's see, I was there in January, I was there in December, I was there in September, uh, and every single time I go, it gets better and better. We're closer and closer. The Las Vegas Raiders are officially a thing now. You don't call them the Oakland Raiders anymore. They're officially the Las Vegas Raiders. Is it still just a four-hour drive, or is it much longer now because of all the baloney and the traffic and all that? It's about three and a half. Three oh, really? Yeah. So it's gotten faster, huh? If you push it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I kind of know the traffic cycle, so I never, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I never leave when I'm going to hit traffic. I mean, for people who don't know, it is about a three, three and a half. Well, not three and a half. Yeah, three. easy. Slow down. Yeah, there. It's, Come a, it's on three now. and a half to four, but usually if I know I'm going, I'll leave about 5 a.m., beat the traffic, and then you get there right at nine or 10, you hit the ground running, and you don't miss a beat. Yeah. Nothing like eating a couple buffets a day for like a weekend. That's for damn sure. I don't eat <laughs> when I'm there, to be honest. It's it's amazing. Well, sometimes, you know, like when I went for my bachelor party, um, and, uh, you know, I know that's a little bit of a different deal, but you start pumping your, your body full of, uh, let's just call them toxins. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't, I, I didn't eat. Like, I, it was funny. Like, I remember there was one night I was like, wow, I just, I just haven't eaten all day. And I think I grabbed like a cliff bar or something. And then the last night. You'd weigh 30 pounds if you lived in Vegas. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'd be a little, uh, you know, I, I don't know about that. But, uh, and it was funny because the, the last night, uh, we didn't do like a fancy formal dinner, but me and my buddy did go to the sports bar and we grabbed a bite to eat and he actually it was the first meal we had eaten and he his body basically rejected it and he just spent the rest of the night in the room he didn't even go out on the last night oh i love so. it all right Aaron underscore torres i'm a stinking genius one by the way I, just to touch on a little nba we knew the lakers were going to be real good we knew the clippers were going to be real good we've got that storyline going in the western conference um there'll be one two denver's right up there how come we don't care about the milwaukee bucks at 45 and 7 they've got the mvp and Giannis. they were a great team last year uh 45 and 7. I mean, my goodness, man, you're on a pace to to win 70 games possibly and yet we're not even making a big deal about them. So it's a great question. I hadn't really thought about it until you bring it up. My only thought is this is it sounds crazy, but I do think uh, when you get to the NBA Finals, it's like a stage unto itself. Like, it's a completely different level once you get to the Finals as opposed to if you've never been there before. And so I do wonder if Giannis will kind of quote-unquote go mainstream if he does make the Finals this year because, I listen, is he mainstream? Is Mason Muller going to complain because we said that he's not mainstream? <laughs> he's mainstream. But I do think that in terms of celebrity, in terms of interest, in terms of a guy that we'll talk about, you know how like you and I or you know Colin or Clay, you can do a whole segment on LeBron or you could do a whole segment on Westbrook or Harden. You can't do a whole segment on Giannis, and I just think it's because I don't think he's gone mainstream yet. That's the only answer that I have, but he's obviously maybe the most gifted player in the league. If not, he's in the short conversation. It's so funny, 45 and 7, you can't do a whole segment on the Milwaukee Bucks. If the Lakers were 45 and 7 or the Clippers were 45 and 7 then you do a whole show on those guys think so? um, if, am I not, wrong not the that? Clipper I don't know about the Clippers well just the fact that you know maybe they'll win 72 or you know you could That's talk about point. that Los Angeles a high profile city you know Kawhi um I don't think you get the same following first of all it's in, in Eastern Conference talking about the Milwaukee Bucks 
Um, two, you're right. Other than Giannis, there's no star power, and Giannis is the MVP, and it doesn't seem like he's got the he's got like the tenth star power in the NBA right now. Here's another question. You know who's second in the East right now? Yeah, Toronto. Nobody's talking about them. They won fourteen in a row. Fourteen in a row, and they lost the finals MVP to the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. And they have missed a beat. I think they probably have about the same record, if not even better, than last year. To me, that was maybe the biggest shock in the NBA. But the reason I just bring all this up is because we don't seem to be paying attention to what's going on there. Uh, we're like, this is the first time in a long time we're all about the playoffs. We, we're we not getting into any games during the regular season. Maybe it's because Golden State's not very good. I'm not sure what it is. I thought the Lakers and Clippers would give us a, a season-long worth of entertainment. Seems like we're just buying our time until we get to the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I mean, listen, in previous years, we'd have uh, the Warriors going for 73 or maybe a, a player that was of more interest in the MVP race. I'll tell you this. I, I, I still think there's a couple interesting storylines. I think what Damian Lillard's doing is incredible. Is he going to basically single-handedly get Portland into the playoffs right now? Uh, we talked about some of the younger players who have been fun to watch. Obviously, they're not title contenders. So I think there's stories, but you're right. It just it, it doesn't feel like there's as much buzz, especially considering, by the way, Lakers in first place in the West right now. And, and by the way, is that really a story about Damian Lillard trying to get Portland in? They're 25 and 29. It's, I mean, how many times are we talking about a team that's on the four games of the 500? Yeah, I don't know if we're talking about uh, the, the Blazers as much as him. Right, um, right. Just because, I mean, he's been so phenomenal. He's averaging almost 30 a game and and I don't know what the streak is to you know whoever DeSager or whatever can update us later in the show but I mean he has been out of his mind the last three or four weeks and so I'm just, I'm just talking about there are stories that are interesting but it feels like you know the Super Bowl ended and it's like you know usually we transition to, to the NBA and it's like I don't really know what to talk about the, right now the Western Conference Finals if it's the Lakers and Clippers will be like 10 times more popular than the NBA Finals between the Lakers and whoever else even if it's Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, um, it won't even draw nearly as much as if it was uh, L.A. and uh, the Clippers and the Lakers. You don't think so? You don't think so? No, not at all. You just again, you, you're having cities that even for the neutral fan, there's not a lot of intrigue there. You know what I'm saying? But would there be uh, in- intrigue for the neutral fan if it's L.A. versus L.A. in the conference finals? I think it would because you got LeBron, you got Kawhi, uh, yeah. and you know people want to see what's going on there. I just don't know how many of those you know people want to tune in to see Milwaukee or Toronto again. Boston, LA might be the one exception to the rule there. Yeah, I agree, and I also think like the Kawhi versus LeBron stuff is really interesting because they're two very similar players skill wise, who kind of personality wise are obviously completely different. And I'll tell you. The Clippers have had the Lakers number when they've played in the regular season, and I think it keeps we keep defaulting to you know whatever. Wait till the playoffs, this and that, and I think people aren't playing paying as much attention to the Clippers because Kawhi and Paul George haven't played a ton. But like I said, every time they play the Lakers, they win. I think that's going to be a fascinating storyline to watch going forward. I think I asked you yesterday: Is the NBA broke? Everybody talks about its ratings, how the ratings are down. Um, is it because maybe the NBA players devalued the regular season? They've always done that, but maybe they're a little bit I mean, more have vocal they? about I mean, it now. I mean, no, have they? they? I mean, well, Kobe recently, Bryant. Kobe yeah. Bryant was uh, leading the NBA in minutes uh, minutes played when he tore his Achilles. I mean, I don't know that. I, I think it's a, a phenomenon of the last two or three years. And by the way, you talked about uh, 
storylines during the regular season. I mean, yeah. I'll say this for the Warriors, that sec that second year after they won the title, they played every night because they were going for 73 wins and they got it. Uh, and really since then, people have stopped playing the way, you know, like like it's just not as important to play regular season games as since then. If the Warriors, when they were 45-7 and seven during that March, and I think they were probably a little bit better, maybe a game or so better, that's all we could talk about. Are they going to push it? Are they going to go for it? Will it hurt them to win a championship? Yet here's Milwaukee, 45-7. and seven. We don't even say a peep about it. Do you think that the, the Warriors getting 73 but not winning the championship was like one of the worst things that ever happened in the NBA? Because it proved that if you push too hard in the regular season, there can be consequences in the postseason. Now listen... I think the Cavaliers were the better team. I think that people, uh, you know, made excuses for Steph Curry in that year's NBA Finals. If you remember, he didn't play well. Right. And, oh, he's hurt, and he, you know, it's because they 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 pushed him in the regular season. But I mean, one, if they hadn't gone for the record, or two, if they had gotten the record and won the title, do you think that maybe all this load management stuff would be a little bit different? Actually, that's a good point. That's the first good point you've had in over two years. Really? Um, well, thank yeah. you, first of all. Uh, I would actually so nice. agree with you. I think that probably was the worst thing that happened to the NBA, where they went for the record, didn't win the championship, and then everybody else saw, well, you've got to pull it back now, and you know, you've know, you've got to go ahead and not push it during the regular season. And then, of course, you saw what Kawhi Deder, uh, Leonard yes. did in Toronto, and that was the cherry on top of the Sunday saying, okay, load management is here to stay. There. Well, and that's why I don't criticize these guys. Listen, what I— would I like all of these guys to play 82 games and play if they're healthy and, and not take nights off and not take off back-to-backs? Yeah, I would. But we have a pretty good track record that if you take time off. By the way, LeBron, the first year that he got back to, to Cleveland, people forget he just spent a week in Miami, like two weeks in Miami, just took off two weeks and went to Miami. And so I get I get both sides. I get the paying fan perspective. If I was bringing my family and I was spending money, yeah, I want to see these guys. But you have now a track record of teams doing it this way, Kawhi the most recent, and it working out well for them. Yeah, but LeBron and the Lakers aren't doing that, though. But do you think it's going to hurt him in the long run, though? I mean, listen, LeBron is 35 years old. Listen, I'm a huge LeBron guy, but I also do think... It's amazing. It, it, it's it's funny to me because LeBron has kind of reversed this, where now he's the guy. I don't take nights off, and like he literally said something that sounded like a PR release, where he was basically like, "Well, you know, what about the kids that are coming that are?" Well, never I think gonna... he was taking a shot at Kawhi Leonard. Of course, I... is he that, was. Is that, the, is that the quote you were talking? Yes, about? absolutely, yeah. I was. Yeah. And but it was also, where do you think Kawhi learned it from? LeBron took night nights off in Cleveland. Listen, you can't tell me that LeBron gave maximum effort every single night for four years in Cleveland. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's a difference between maximum effort and maybe taking off a couple of defensive um, possessions than just taking off, uh, what, 20 games during a season now, right? Let's well, let's call it the way it is. And, and I, will, I would also say, in, in Kawhi's defense, LeBron should be well-rested because he took off a whole season last year. So I don't want to hear this from LeBron. I don't want to hear this nonsense. Well, what about Steph Curry? I mean, he's pretty much taken off this whole season. He could probably have come back from that injury um, late this season, but why bring him back anyway? Well, right? that's what it is. There, yeah. There's now an advantage. It was funny when I was filling in with Harmon, some video surfaced to him working out, and I said I think that some of these Warriors beat writers, they need Steph Curry to come back because that's the most interesting thing on their beat. So they're trying to push this narrative. But I also think that when I look at it from the Warriors' perspective, it just makes no sense. They're trying to get a good pick and kind of revitalize that team going forward. By the way, I got a call from a writer who was doing a book on Steve Kerr and, of course, wanted to talk to me since everybody knows. This sounds made up. 
No, no, it, uh, it's true. Um, we we talked for about an hour. Everybody knows that Kerr and I were best friends in high school, college, um, and after college, of course. But no, that that's true. You you still don't believe me? You think I'm making it up, don't you? I think there's a very realistic possibility that somebody is doing a book on Steve Kerr, and I think there's also a possibility that maybe they were driving around uh, in an Uber, had a few too many drinks, and they heard you going on and on. No, and you, on. Was, you used to write for the local LA papers. This sounds made up. No, I'm being serious. He's writing a book on Kerr. I spoke to him for about an hour. He wanted to know if I had any stories about Stephen High School and Stephen College, and actually, we weren't, you know, that close. So I, know I mean, you I. I told him a few things that I knew. Felt like I was writing about or something like that. Yeah, but I saw it, him smoking cigarettes behind no. the bleachers. <laughs> ju- junior uh, junior year, you should have seen him at the prom. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I didn't have any good stories. We weren't really close or anything like that in high school. And, I mean, he came to, like, my fraternity party in, in college a couple of times. But nothing crazy happened there. Um, and then I would see him a little bit in Chicago. But... Um, whatever I did, you know, all I was really telling the writers how much better I was in uh, high school and better than current basketball uh, than him. So that's I just wanted to get that point across. By the way, Mr. Load Management LeBron James in his four years in Cleveland, 69 games, 76 games, 74 games. And then his final year, he did play 82. All right. There you go. All right. When we get back, uh, we're going to talk to Todd Furman. We'll see about the numbers uh, in the XFL. Who is betting it? Uh, what are people betting now? Are they betting the futures in the NFL? And are they betting on where Tom Brady's going to land? We'll get to all that coming up next. He's, uh, of course, Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports our Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. So discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Want to get into Twitter? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius One. Let's get right to our guest as he joins us on uh, just about most Sunday nights. You check him out on, well, first of all, he's FS1's Vegas Insider. You check him out on Lock It In Sports. Does a great job there. It's our buddy Todd Furman. How you doing, Todd? I'm doing well this evening, gentlemen. How are you guys? Good. 3.3 million. That's how many people watch that first game of the XFL. Right off the bat, what do you think about that number? I mean, a little bit higher than you thought or what? I think it's a little bit higher than I anticipated. I'm very curious to see if ESPN, ABC, and, of course, Fox are able to sustain these numbers. I will openly admit that the quality of play was nothing to write home about when you come in off the heels of the NFL. But I do think there is that appetite for football. When you have the familiar coaches, you have some familiar names as far as anyone who's been a college football fan, you'll see how this momentum works. But I don't think opening weekend is a good indication, nor do I think anything that we're going to see during the month of February is. The real test will be what do these numbers look like when we go into the middle of March and it's got to go head-to-head with the biggest stage in all of sports, specifically sports gambling, uh, March Madness and the college basketball tournament. Dumb question, Todd, but but guys in Vegas, girls in Vegas, how do you go about handicapping a league that didn't exist until a week ago? <laughs> uh, it's definitely a challenge, Aaron, and that's why odds makers were reluctant to hang totals real early in the week. They waited about as long as possible before populating some of those numbers. And you have to respond to what your betters are te- going to tell you. I mean, we joke about it all the time that if Arnie walks to the window and tries to bet a game, you don't bat an eye and you tell him, hey, we'll give you as much money as you want. Yes, that sounds don't about right. your opinion whatsoever. Yes. Whereas if you were to come the window and back college basketball, we might actually try and adjust and use that for perspective. Thank you, So what's Todd. interesting about the <laughs> XFL, you're going to see these power ratings get changed quite a bit. They're going to be overhauled you know, from week to week, and I think the perfect illustration is a team like the Dallas Renegades, who came in as the favorite to win the inaugural season in the XFL. It's not even out there publicly that Landry Jones isn't there going to be their starting quarterback for week one. Number doesn't move. Philip Nelson goes out there and performs and reminds us why he was relegated to backup duty when he was a college football quarterback. Wow. Uh, Did people bet? How many people bet on the XFL? Was a lot of money coming in on that or what? You know, I honestly haven't had a chance to talk to the various books around town to see what the handle looked like uh, or some of our colleagues at Fox Bet. Uh, But I don't think it was big numbers. I know there were relatively low limits that were available, probably more novelty than anything else. I did talk to a couple betting groups that took advantage of some of the numbers that were out there and surprisingly did not do as well as I would have thought. Uh, I know there was some professional money that came in on the New York Guardians and a little bit of money that came in on St. Louis today, but nothing substantial as these numbers really didn't move a whole heck of a lot. You did see some total 
totals get jostled around, but that was the extent of it. You know, you mentioned uh, college hoops, uh, you know, my, my sport right there, obviously the XFL going on, NBA. Now that football's over, I mean, what are, when people show up at the window, what are they primarily betting on, or is there a primary betting thing? There really isn't anything. When you look at the way sports bettors go about things, once the NFL is over, this is kind of a lull in the sports betting calendar. Regular season NBA, regular season NHL, even regular season college basketball doesn't move the needle whatsoever. So folks almost have to regroup. They're either going to spend the money they won betting football or they're going to try and replenish those bankrolls just in time to get ready for March Madness. So we'll see if the XFL can kind of fill that void. I think all the networks that are heavily invested are only going to push things forward and probably in a much more positive manner manner than the AAF that had an initial surge when they showed games on network television for CBS, uh, but then when games were relegated to some of the secondary networks, uh, you saw the popularity and the ratings kind of tail off. Uh, Todd, tell me if this is my imagination, but it seems like more and more people, since you bring up college basketball, are betting futures now than ever before. It seems more wide open for the tournament. Yes, Duke is probably the favorite along with Kansas, but I mean, you could, people were betting on Dayton. I saw people taking Dayton when they were 100 to 1 for crying out loud. People betting on Louisville, uh, San Diego State. Uh, are more people taking futures? Is it that wide open out there or what? Well, I think this year there's definitely going to be better opportunity to try and put up a little bit to make a lot because you have such a log jam at the top of the betting board. I mean, you go through and look at CBS unveiling kind of their mock field or at least the Power 16, and there's so much uncertainty about even that top seed line. Like, would the committee really put San Diego State and Gonzaga as number one seeds, or are they looking for a reason to try and slide those teams down? And I think we say it every year almost to the point where we become broken records. This year, maybe more than any year in the past with such parity at the top, it's all going to depend on matchups. If you get the right teams in your bracket that are going to set up favorably, then yeah, you could see a Dayton or a San Diego State make their way to the Final Four. Maybe this is the year that Bob Huggins finally gets his West Virginia team over the top, not yep. because of how they played against Oklahoma, but I have a feeling in the middle of the week when they play host to Kansas, they're going to look a lot more like a national championship contender than what we saw on Saturday afternoon. You know, I just uh, coming out of this break, we heard a promo for Daytona. Uh, I know nothing about NASCAR, which I probably shouldn't admit on Fox's air. But uh, <laughs> is there money coming in? Who, who? Listen, if I'm going to the window next week, where, where is Todd money? Todd Furman putting his money? Well, Daytona is one of those events that's great to watch from a fan and spectator standpoint. It's awful to try and make money on from a wagering perspective because it falls into that distinction of plate racing where essentially all drivers are more or less created equally. Uh, NASCAR issues spoilers, so you can't do a whole lot to doctor up your car or rely necessarily on driver skill in pack racing. The real key becomes just avoiding some of the big wrecks that are out there. We saw earlier today with the Bush clash that only six cars, and I believe the 18-car field, are actually able to finish the race. And Eric Jones, I don't think he would have entered in a soapbox derby because it looked like it was closer to going to the garbage disposal than it would have been to actually winning a NASCAR race. So when I go through the board, you're going to look at and try and identify a couple of long shots. And it's more teams than anything else. I think Ryan Blaney racing for Team Penske at around 15-1 on the Fox Bet app makes some sense. Uh, Matt, B, Matt D. Benedetto at 33-1 to 1 if you wanted to plunk down a few bucks. And Denny Hamlin seemed to be pretty optimistic and outspoken with his car. The question is now when he's got to go to a backup, how much does that change the dynamic but this is a race Aaron where you pick five or six drivers you bet a few dollars and you hope to catch lightning in a bottle not a race that's going to reward good handicapping all right Todd last thing NFL futures 
Um, are you kind of keeping an eye on this whole Brady thing? Where is it going to end up? Uh, are you guys trying to maybe jump the line saying, hey, he may end up in Dallas. Give me some of that 12 to 1, but they'll become the favorites if he ends up there. Or is, it, or is that just a bunch of smoke and mirrors? Or do you say maybe he's going to end with the Raiders? Let me get on that early. Or you don't pay attention to stuff like that. No, you definitely do. You want to try and figure out where you can get an edge. And a lot of the times that'll hinge on player movement, uh, especially with veteran free agent quarterbacks, whether it's him, whether it's Drew Brees returning to the Saints, or Phillip Rivers potentially landing in a destination where he can resurrect his career from what we saw from the Chargers last year. So you're always trying to find an edge. Uh, I just tell people, I mean, there's no reason to run to the window 350-some-odd days away from the next pro football championship in Tampa to bet the likes of Kansas City, Baltimore, San Francisco. This is the time of year where you want to go through and you want to isolate a Lamar Jackson who is 50-1 to in the MVP race or the Baltimore Ravens who nobody thought was going to be able to make it this far or the 49ers. You could have picked up a ticket on the 49ers uh, as early as the start of August at around 30-1 to and regardless of how things played out down there in Miami, anybody with a half a brain was going to profit quite handsomely and there were a lot of sharp bettors that did uh, cashing those tickets and hedging out accordingly. He's Todd Furman. You can check him out on Lock It In Sports. Todd, you, you know I'm more than just eye candy, so you know, give me a call if you need me for some of that TV work, okay? Artie, the day you become eye candy is the day all of us retire from this business, my friend. <laughs> Last man standing, literally. Wow. Todd, I appreciate it, buddy. I'll speak to you oh, later on. Always a pleasure, boys. Thanks, Take Todd. Care, Todd Furman. Oh. Man, I really wish I, I I can't believe everybody's have everybody we speak to that lives in Vegas. Seems like they have so much fun out there. You know what I mean? I, I'm just missing out, Torres. I'm just missing out. He had a little pep in his step. He yeah. had a little pep in his step. He Why talk- am I not? You know, people don't take me seriously. They think I'm eye candy. You know, I'm, I'm more than just eye candy, Torres. I can do TV and be taken seriously, too, you know. You know, it's funny. The other day I looked up the term face for radio in the dictionary. Your picture was actually right there. So, so Ouch. I'm just, Ouch. You can look it up. It's it's I uh, it's in the dictionary, which is on my bookshelf next to the fake Steve Kerr book that you just made up. I didn't oh. make that up. I told you. I sent you the who the writer was. No, I know that's a real story. Not... I didn't even tell you the story about a uh, Jeff Hornacek sleeping on my couch in college. Okay. Uh, I mean, I got time. I'm going to be here for another yeah, hour and a half. I bet you are. You want to hear that one? All right. First though, let's uh, check in with the Sager. See what's trending out there. What's going on, the Sager? Ar- Arnie is eye candy. Yeah. Yeah. If Arnie's See, eye candy, I- we all need an eye dentist. Yeah. Wow. We got, we got a lot of NBA to get to. By the way, we're talking about LeBron and uh, Damian Lillard. You guys were talking about LeBron's minutes. Looking it up, and I had heard this earlier this week, maybe on the Lakers station, that he's under 35 minutes a game. Which, if it continues, would be a career low for LeBron James wow. in his long career. And he is leading the league in assists. I saw a stat that he has the most 10 assist games by far in the league so far. He's averaging about 11 assists per game. And he's still getting the same number of shots as in recent years, about 19 shots a game. Damian Lillard's updated stats yeah. these last few weeks, of course, have been phenomenal since mid-January. Tonight in the home win in the late game, they beat Miami 115-109. He had 33 points, 8 assists. So over his last 12 games, according to StatMuse, Damian Lillard is averaging 40 points and nine assists per game. Wow. And shooting just over 50%. And on three-pointers, just under 50%. Wow. And in this span, on the free-throw line, 88%. That's Damian Lillard's last 12 games. Insane. Ridiculous. Hassan Whiteside had 17 rebounds in the win. Jimmy Butler of the Heat still out with a strained shoulder, so they missed his 20 points a game tonight. Clippers won at Cleveland, sending the Cavs to a six-straight defeat, 133 
to 92. Beat the Cavs by 41. Cleveland's largest ever defeat at home. Utah won on a three-pointer at the buzzer at Houston, 114-113. Bojan Bogdanovic, the game-winning shot, and he was double-teamed. It was nearly 30 feet out. And he'd only been one of six shooting on the night until the last shot. Memphis and Philadelphia each won. Boston won at seventh straight. Atlanta in double overtime beat the Knicks uh, one, 140 to 135. All my teams lose this weekend. What do you mean just this weekend? New wow. York had won four in a row. Julius Randle was great, 35 points, 18 rebounds. But Atlanta takes it as Trey Young had 48 points. And in a close game, he was perfect on free throws, 16 of 16. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com. Easy. The Dodgers will acquire right fielder Mookie Betts and pitcher David Price from Boston. MLB just needs to approve the cash to L.A. involved. XFL wins for New York and St. Louis. The golf winner at Pebble Beach, Nick Taylor of Canada by four strokes. Phil Mickelson after 74 today finished five back. Ricky Stenhouse earned the poll for next Sunday's Daytona 500 on Fox TV. Oh, I mentioned the golf. Did you see that Larry Fitzgerald won the Pro-Am at Pebble Beach? No! Apparently for the second time. He was teaming with a pro, Kevin Streelman, this time. They pulled away for a five-stroke win over Steve Young and Phil Mickelson. Did Barkley finish last? Or that's the wrong <laughs> that's one. That's the I celebrity at Tahoe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Barkley was at the Auburn overtime game yesterday. <laughs> which he was. Incredible game against uh, LSU. But uh, Pro Football Talk says Larry Fitzgerald makes it just six, uh, seven total pro athletes that have won the Pro-Am title at Pebble Beach. And before the two that Fitz has won, Dan Marino was the last, so over 30 years ago. Pretty impressive. Back to you. Thank you to the Sagers. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. Aaron underscore Torres, if you want to get a hold of us. I'm at Stinkin Genius one um, a few things I wanted to get to here. First of all, I do have the latest odds on where Tom Brady's going to end up. Right now, the Raiders still the favorite at three to one. Chargers four to one. Tampa seven to one. Cowboys and Colts nine to one. Where are the Patriots on here? How come they're not the favorite to bring him back? I don't know why they're not the favorite to bring him back. What do you think, there, Torres? Where are the Patriots on that list? They were they were just saying if he did leave, they didn't put him oh, on the list. Oh, well, yeah. that's why because it's if yeah. he did leave. I I listen. The they're Ra- five to two to keep him, so it would be uh, two and a half to one, which make them the favorite. The Raiders, I just they make no sense to me. I get it; they're opening a new stadium, yeah. they want to yeah. make a splash. But why would Tom Brady want to go to the would go to the Raiders? Right? Well, does that make I mean, sense? Why Why would he want to go to the Raiders? Well, like you said, new stadium, Las Vegas, close to the West Coast, played in San Francisco. Maybe he's uh, you know from that area doesn't feel like he can go play for the Forty Niners. Um, you know, a few of the reasons there maybe he does really want to leave the Patriots and doesn't have a lot of options right now. I I just don't get it. You're Tom Brady. You are such a big brand. Your brand right. is winning. It's success. It's um, whatever. The, the Raiders have none of that brand, and I don't think your presence alone at 43 years old is going to be what pushes them over the top from 20 years of incompetence to all of a sudden being a good organization. Well, that's why I thought that maybe the best place, obviously, it's to go back to the Patriots and go there and continue two more years and move on from that. I don't know how much he's going to ask for, though. I don't think the Patriots want to go ahead and, 
you know, go in excess of $35 million. I don't even know if Tom's going to ask for that much money, to be honest. Yeah. No, I I, I still think, and I've said this, and you and I were on air when the Patriots lost to the Tennessee Titans. It's never made sense for me for him to leave. And and it, it all depends, right, if they just don't bring him back. But what it comes down to for me is that, Bill Belichick is getting older. Tom Brady is getting older, is is old, you know, relative to quarterbacks. They both have a very small window to continue to win. I just don't know who comes to New England that gives the, the, the Patriots a better chance to win this Super Bowl, to win the next Super Bowl, and I don't know where Tom Brady goes. Can I add one more thing, Arnie? Yeah, too? yeah, go ahead. Is that, um, you know, I just lost my train of thought. So if you were going to say something, go well, ahead. I was going to say, if you were betting on where Tom Brady was getting up, if I said you had to bet all your money, uh, which way are you betting on? The Patriots, no doubt about it. There's no doubt in my mind because, again, it comes down to what provides them the best chance to win, what provides Tom Brady the best chance to win, and I still think it's the Patriots. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead. And it's a point that you've brought up. It's amazing how one result maybe has completely changed the course of history in the NFL, and that one result was the Patriots losing Week 17 to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Because they win that game – all of a sudden, KC doesn't get the bye. They don't get the road through KC potentially to go to the Super Bowl. They got to go to New England. They got it. Well, first of all, they got to beat the Titans the first yes. game, right? Yes, right, right. And then they got to go to New England, and then they potentially would have to go to Baltimore. Oh, by the way, the Patriots, they get a bye. They've had so much success in the playoffs off a of bye. Maybe they do. Maybe the Titans upset the, the, the Chiefs and they get the Titans. It's just amazing how that one result could completely alter the course of history. No, I we I I never thought at all that the Dolphins were going to win that last game. I just assumed that the Patriots were going to be the number two seed, and they would get the bye, and you'd have to go ahead and go to the go up to New England and try to beat them on the road. Um, once they lost that game, you saw the writing on the wall. Then you're like, wow, how, who the oh, hell yeah. saw that coming? Well, you know, real quick because while we have some time here, I brought up yesterday about the Rams shopping around Gurley, Jed saying they're shopping around Le'Veon Bell. What do I always tell you, Torres? I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to pay that type of money uh, to a running back. Look what's going on with Ezekiel Elliott. He didn't have a big year after he signed. You just can't tie up that money in a running back when there's other running backs that will do it for a fraction of the cost there. You look at the best teams in the NFL. Mark Ingram was let go by the Saints. He's now with the Ravens. Um, the the Chiefs, Dam- Damian Williams. Obviously, they, they by the way, they lost last year. Kareem Hunt, who was leading the league in rushing, and they don't miss a beat. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Like I said, you look at the best team. By the way, who was the who was the primary running back with San Francisco? They didn't have one. It was Tevin Coleman. It was Mosert. It was uh, who's the other guy I'm blanking on? Um, I don't whatever. Know. But the point it that's kind of the point. I don't know. I can't think of it because they had three or four guys. It's Brader, a good point. It begins with a B. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, Matt Breida. That's who it was. Brader, yeah, so yeah. So I brought up the first good point in two years, Arnie. I think this is a good point by you. I hate to give you credit, but you're right. Yeah. Well, and also you could go ahead and save your money because. All the money has to go to quarterbacks. Yes. You know, I got to tell you, maybe we should have a league where the quarterback salary doesn't count against the cap and we lower the cap a little bit because if every team's getting hamstrung because they have to pay the quarterback too much, maybe this system isn't quite working out. Maybe we've got to take quarterback and move it to a separate category, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, it, I, I I can't imagine if you're a vet that plays another position that you're happy with it, and so it comes down. <laughs> you who, think? Yeah. So like, who has the power in the union to get things changed? I also think, Arnie. 
I really wonder if eventually we get to a point where these teams smarten up. And this is the point that I bring up every single time with Dak. You look at these organizations. The Rams didn't have to pay Jared Goff the money that they paid no. him. You know, like, I, like I get it. Carson you, Wentz, Philadelphia, but... Carson Wentz, Philadelphia. I use the example Matt Stafford Nick all Foles, the time. Yeah, go ahead. He's not a $30 million a year quarterback. And How I, much is Foles getting paid? I don't even know anymore. And that's what I'm saying. He lost yeah. the job to Gardner Minshew. And so I, I'm just saying I think this idea that you have to pay the next top dollar because the last guy got top dollar, I just don't agree with it. Yeah, You when, do, though. When, you have to. Otherwise, you're no, going to lose you your quarterback. No, you yes. don't. So you're telling me Jared Goff got what? A hundred? What was it? Uh, I, I don't even know. Yeah, okay. You mean to tell me if you offered him $40 million a year less and he's still getting a hundred plus million that he's going to say no, that he's going to walk? No, his agent won't allow that. You know that, and I know. They'll just go to another team and they'll take more money from another team. I don't agree. You with can't that. low ball quarterbacks. They're too important to your team. You just even an average quarterback is too important to your team. I don't know. Four year, one hundred thirty four million dollar contract. You mean to tell me if you just made it a nice even hundred million, twenty five million a year, and you draw the line in the sand? Hey, Jared Goff is really going to walk. Jared Goff. Red Sox fans. Ask Red Sox Jared, fans. They had to get rid of Mookie Betts. Different you know. sport. Jared Goff's entire career was made off Sean McVay. He'd be an idiot if he walked for a hundred million dollars. By the way. Aaron underscore Torres, he's sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm at Stinkin' Genius One. We'll come back, finish out the hour with the Sager, get us caught up on late news and notes, scores, all that stuff. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm Arnie Spanier. Show just flying on by. Let's check in with our buddy the Sager, see what's going on. Late scores, news and notes, what's happening out there at the Sager? Everything is final. We mentioned the late game in the NBA with Portland and Damian Lillard getting a win over Miami. There was the weekend of the opening weekend of the XFL, the two games yesterday, the two today. We mentioned the new kickoff alignment in that league, the 25-second play clock instead of 40. And also Dean Blandino talked about the weekend on Fox, director of officiating. We are seeing things that we're not used to seeing during football broadcasts. We're getting a look behind the scenes. We're hearing the play calls. We're hearing what the officials are saying. The ruling on the field is a completed catch. Fumbled by the receivers. So that was hearing the replay review booth. That also, as far as transparency that they talk about, is interesting for the viewer. Wow. Would love to see that in the NFL, right? And there's no reason technologically that you can't do that this year in the NFL, right? Hear the replay like, review with the know, people I, at the stadium. I, is the NFL broken that we have to take so many things from the XFL? Why is uh, the ratings not high enough? Do well, we not have so to... many things, but you yeah. know the NFL is threatening to get rid of the kickoff because of the I, lawsuit of collisions and I concussions. I do like that. Yeah, I, I actually I was afraid they were going to get rid of kickoffs altogether. So if this is the way to save the kickoffs, I'm all for that. I mean, I was watching an NBA game tonight where literally people were just standing around for a minute and a half while they had a video review and even the announcers stopped talking. Here with the XFL coverage, you're hearing the guy upstairs in the booth as he looks at the feed and talks to the official on the field. It was great. It's good TV. It's not just a filler. You're actually getting information before the ref I, turns the mic on and talks I think to the we, crowd. We should have like fans do the play-by-play for like a, a quarter if this they is, want to. You know? This is another Aaron uh, example of Arnie <laughs> trying to get another job. Yes, yeah, so you, you should be thankful for this one, Arnie. Please take, take people out of the stands and say, "Come call a quarter." Do something like that. I like. That. Uh, we know men's basketball for USA is going to be in Tokyo, and that roster will be whittled 
down. We already know that for women's basketball, and the U.S. is dominant, the 12-team field for that tournament in Tokyo at the Summer Olympics is set. They finished a qualifying tournament in Europe tonight. Now, the U.S. was already in because they won the last World Cup, so that punched their Olympic ticket. But finishing out this tournament, the Americans were actually trailing Nigeria in the fourth quarter and then came back to win 76-71. Brittany Griner, former Baylor star, had 18 points. So 12 teams for women's basketball tournament this summer and the Olympic women's soccer tournament is only 12 teams of course that includes host Japan the host country gets to enter all the sports but by comparison a 12 team tournament I mean the World Cup for women last summer had 24 teams so this is not identical to the World Cup it's a smaller roster per team and of course a smaller tournament but U.S. women's soccer was in LA this weekend and today on FS2 beat Canada 3-0 to finish up the Olympic qualifying tournament three goals in the last 30 minutes so those two teams U.S. and Canada by making the tourney final those are the only two from this region going to Tokyo this summer there are only two slots available from this part of the world because again it's a small tournament but U.S. women's soccer has a 28 game unbeaten streak no no home losses in nearly three years including that shutout win today and in the last four and a half years the Americans record 84 5 and 10 aside from that not that good I guess Ricky Stenhouse got the poll for Daytona 500 next Sunday on Fox TV FS1 will have the dual qualifying races on Thursday night and Today, they started with the exhibition Bush Clash. Eric Jones, the winner, as he was pushed to the finish line by a teammate. (laughs) Only six of the 18 cars were running at the end. And the details on baseball, because pitchers and catchers start reporting to spring training on Wednesday for some teams. That's insane. And a lot of the rest Thursday and Friday. Now, the Dodgers are making two separate deals. Our Ken Rosenthal says, pending medical reviews, the Dodgers have agreed to trade pitcher Kenta Maeda and $10 million to the Twins for prospect. But the Dodgers still have a problem. Even when the Mookie Betts and David Price deals, when they come to L.A., the Dodger roster would have 42 on the 40-man roster. Because they were expecting to trade outfielder Jock Peterson away to the Angels, the Athletics says there is no deal there. They still want to trade him, though, right? Absolutely. But what had been set up is not a go, and you can't just, you know, take him off your 40-man roster. You risk losing him for nothing. So uh, even after the three-team blockbuster becomes official, Dodgers still have more work to do. All right. Thank you, DeSager. Two hours are in the books. The Power Hour is coming up next. You want to be part of the show, you can reach us through Twitter. Real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. He's sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm at Stinking Genius One. So we'll get to your tweets. We got our picks coming up. Uh, hashtag Mookie. We'll get into that. Lots next here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my That's my dance, <laughs> Ah, good evening, everyone. It is the power hour of the show as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm Artie Spanier. Get a hold of us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. By the way, Torres, you're not an Oscars guy, right? You really don't get into the Oscars or what? Yeah, I'm not really a movie guy, honestly. It sounds terrible. I mean, I go to a couple movies every year, but it's just, you know, it's you know, it's hard for me to keep my attention span. Oh, you know, same with, I mean, you could tell my favorite movie of all time is Animal House. So you know where my sophistication comes from here. I, I'm, I'm not a big, especially ones that last like three hours. I, you know, I, I can't do that. You know what I honestly think it is, Arnie? And I'm not being sarcastic when I say this. You and I spend so much time in front of a monitor watching games yeah. that like when I don't have to be in front of a TV or computer screen i really just don't want to be you know what i'm saying does that make sense I, no it does make sense did you see the new technology they have that okay. you if a new movie comes out on in the theaters right sure that you could sign up and watch whatever the new release is in your house but it cost three thousand dollars like for the year or per movie i think i want to be like a yearly mo- i want to say per movie but i'm not sure wow so just basically if you're rich and you don't want to be with, yes. with us normal yes. people. See, that sounds well, like something you would pull if you could afford yes, it. You exactly. wouldn't want to sit with the peasants in the theater eating popcorn, <laughs> getting kernels but, stuck in your teeth. Matter of fact, speaking about the Oscars, you know they get a gift bag. It's like worth two hundred twenty-five or $250,000. Saw that, yeah. 
Why do they have to give the rich and the famous so much free stuff? That's the first thing I want to know. Why Why do they have to do that? Can't, these these guys can afford their own stuff. You don't have to give them free stuff. Do you know what comes in these gift bags? I didn't I, I, until I, you told I, me. I, yeah. I'll just go through a couple of them. A 12-day cruise for two on a luxury yacht. Okay, sounds good. A five-night stay in Waikiki. Oh, I've been there. That's awesome. A bath bomb with 24-karat gold. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's not for us normal people. Wellness retreat in Malibu. Cool, cool. Unif- uh, unisex foot spray to prevent swelling. I, I would like uh, maybe one of the stars to maybe pass that down to me. I would like to have that. Sure, yeah, yeah. You probably have swelling. You're old, yeah. Oh, Brain, sorry, brain sensing headband that translate mental activity into the sounds of weather. That's so complicated. I, I, I don't, don't know yeah. if I want that or not. I, I don't know what that is. An IV drip. With vitamin injection. So you need that for your trip to Vegas. That's something you need the morning after. How about this? Foods from a diet that claims to mimic fasting, plant-based meal kits. So basically all of their uh, gifts are from the year 2075. It just sounds like stuff from the future. Well, you get treatment to tighten your skin. You need that, yeah. You can get a vape pen that's 24 karat gold. Regular vape pen works fine. You can also get a visit with a celebrity endocrinologist. That sounds nice. I I don't know what that is, but But I don't know what an endocrinologist is. They also, you get cannabis-infused chocolates. Woo! Now the party started. Okay, let's go. Now it's party time. Let's go. I want that. And no party's complete unless you get handmade luxury eyelashes. Yeah, you need those, yeah. I don't need them. I have very good eyelashes. Cover your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have very wow. I have very good. I oh, by the way, they are giving away cookies and French macaroons too in the thing. Okay, I saw that, that there's a spa day too. I don't know if that's Robert Kraft approved or not, but that's wow. Cool. Oh yeah, that was the one that I saw. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Okay. And you get jewelry, gems from Afghanistan. That sounds expensive. <sighs> wow, it must be nice, huh? I take like literally any one of those things. I don't need all of them. But you're right. Why do the rich and famous get this stuff? Yeah, why don't they, like, do do they leave it and see people standing around in L.A. and they go, come here, sir, you know, when people are homeless and begging for money, here's a 12-day yacht stay for you. You know, see if they give those out, you know? They'd probably take the cannabis-infused chocolate. I would like the silk robe. If none of the stars want that one, I would like to get the silk robe from them. They want to pass that down. Cannabis-infused chocolate sounds pretty good. I'm not going to That's the third time you've mentioned that, Torres. Listen, I got to get You live in California. Go buy your own. That's Why should I buy my own? They're giving it out to everybody else. I want to be like everybody else. Card games and books inside your bag also. Oh, okay. That sounds kind of boring. (laughs) Forget about that. That that you could do without. Oh, and you also get tequila if you want to take that one home, too. You know, it's funny about that. Uh, I know we're not really on, you know, we're not really in story time right now. I think I've decided I'm just done with tequila forever. Like wow. the other day, uh, you know, like, like, you know, I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I don't really take shots for any occasion anymore, but now I'm at the point where I just smelled tequila the other day and I was like, <laughs> this isn't going to end well. Like I'm just, I, I don't even, you know, I don't know. Like I said, we're going to a Mexican restaurant for, uh, for Valentine's day, but I might just, I might just be at the point in my life where I'm just done with tequila. I don't know what I'm going to do with my wife for what Valentine's are you guys gonna do? day. I don't know. I have been married Denny's. so long. We're, we're in one of those, uh, you know, we've been married so long. We're one of those, we'll just do anything at the last minute. But here in Burlington, Vermont, 
there's only three restaurants and they fill up pretty quickly. You got to make reservations. Well, that's what I was going to say. You probably have to make a reservation by now, I would think. No, McDonald's doesn't take reservations. They don't? Okay. Mm. Who was it? Somebody I know literally said that they went to a McDonald's last year for Valentine's. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it wasn't you, but it sounds like something you would try to pull off. Right. We got a lot to get to, though. It's the power hour of the show. Aaron underscore Torres sitting in for Chris Pike. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Hashtag Mookie, it's final. Uh, Mookie and David Price are going to be in L.A. Dodgers. Um, and, it's, of course, the Dodgers were pretty much the favorites even before that trade. Now they're really the favorites. Uh, you, you say, is that good for Major League Baseball? I already have the Dodgers and the Yankees in the World Series. I got the Dodgers winning it. I don't think there's going to be much intrigue. Let's just speed it up to October and get the World Series started. I think that's going to hurt Major League Baseball a little bit here. So do you think, so you've already plugged these two teams in the World Series. I know this isn't Mookie Betts related, but do you think now that the Astros, they've had all this turmoil, do you think they're a contender this year? Well, yes, they're a contender, that's but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they'll catch. I don't think they're as good as the Yankees and the Dodgers, though. Well, that's you know because everybody is so quick to just throw them under the bus, and and like I get it, like they had this really bad cheating scandal, but they, as we've discussed many times, the splits were okay on the road. Uh, they won Game Seven at Dodger Stadium in that World Series. They won actually two games on the road in that World Series. So it's not as though this was the only reason that they're winning. And I just really feel. Well, I was going to ask you: Do you think they won the World Series because they cheated? I don't. I don't think. I think it helped, but I don't think it's the reason. I think they won it because they're they're the they're a really good team. Yeah, but it put them in a position to go ahead and win it, and that's why I think they won it because they cheated. I think Does that it makes sense. No, no, it's it makes sense. You know, it's like. Um, I'm trying to think of an example, like you know, Mar- you know they may Mar- have won it anyway, but that's what I was um, going to say. Yeah, yeah, they may, they may have, but I really think the cheating put them over the top to to the point where it it, it pushed them to get it. Yeah. And I, I, if I'm a Dodger fan, I understand them being upset. Yeah, it's like Barry Bonds, right? I mean, Barry Bonds was a great hitter before yeah. he ever took steroids, but it obviously put him over the top and made him probably at that time the most feared hitter in the history of baseball because he was already insanely skilled, and then he had the power to back it up. The question is, are the Dodgers going to sign Mookie Betts to a long-term contract, or is this going to be a one-year rental? Um, like I said, we're looking in the $400 million range plus. Not I said $400 million. We're more talking, what, $420, $430, um, depending on what uh, Trout signed for. Was it $420? He's going to want the same type of numbers. He put up some monster numbers when he won the MVP. He's been monster the last couple of years. He's not going to do that at Dodger Stadium, though. I promise you that. Why not? It's a pitcher's ballpark. He's not going to have nearly as many home runs. He's not going to have nearly as many at-bats also. Plus, he won't have as many RBIs because you got the pitcher batting at number 9 and a pretty much a weak hitter at number 8 for the most part. Hey, quick question, Arnie. Do you remember by any chance who is the reigning NL MVP? The reigning MVP? Not off the top of my head. Why? Who was it? It's some guy named Cody Bellinger. Right. Who hit 47 home runs last year playing his home games at Dodger Stadium. Right. Yes, he had a phenomenal year. No doubt about that. 47 was fantastic. So that's what I'm saying. You're you're telling me that Mookie Betts is going to turn into, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Nobody. Betts is also batting leadoff, too, you know. So he'll score a lot of runs. You can still have the home runs at that spot, but I don't think he's going to. First of all, Red Sox, you know, Fenway Park was home run friendly for him. Uh, Two, again, he had more people on base. 
I don't think you could do that in the National League. Not because of the Dodgers, but because of the National League. So really stupid question is going to make me sound like a bad radio host. Did he not yes. lead off in Boston? I just assumed yeah. he did. I didn't know. Yes, he did. He did lead off in Boston. They did try to put him at, at uh, second or third because they struggled sometimes. But for the most part, he was the leadoff hitter. But again, you didn't have the pitcher batting at number nine or a weak number eight hitter, too. It's fair. My counterpoint is that is yeah. still a loaded lineup. They're going to win a ton of games. Uh, they have the reigning MVP batting behind him. I don't think offense is going to be an issue for him. I actually think because he is a gap hitter in the way that he plays, I think he could have a career-high batting average, especially because, again, you can't pitch around him, which he obviously couldn't in Boston last year. But now he's got more room to operate out there in the outfield. Do you think the Dodgers want to give him the 10 or 12-year contract after this year or what? I just think that you're claiming that there's no market for him, and so I think if, if the argument is that there is no market, then no, it no, does no, make I, it more likely all, for him to resign. When you say no market, I, you make it sound like nobody wants this guy, okay? Well, you say, uh, no, I don't you're think, saying nobody wants him I don't think there's a market price. at, at 420 you know, or $430 million. I can't believe he's going to get more than Trout, I guess is what I'm saying. So if he gets four hundred instead of four hundred four twenty, but so I know it's early, but do we have any idea who would even be in the running if the if the, if we know the Red Sox aren't going to pay him and we know the Dodgers aren't going to pay him, that doesn't leave him very many options to get four hundred million. Although the counterpoint would be that who would have thought that Bryce Harper would would have ended up in Philly when when that right, whole thing started? Right. I mean, there was talk that Philadelphia would try to squeeze another big contract in there. Uh, San Diego, the Padres were trying to trade for Mookie Betts also. I don't know where they're getting the money from, um, but they wanted to do it. Of course, there's the Dodgers, but you know, I, I don't know where some of these clubs like the Padres were going to get the money to, unless they wanted to rent Mookie Betts for one year. And I think he's making about twenty-seven or thirty million dollars this year. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Is I just, you know, I, I somebody will emerge, but I, I don't know. I just feel like if if you're pricing yourself out of the Dodgers and the Red Sox, then there probably isn't a great market for you outside of those two teams. Yeah, well, I guess I'll have to come down. We'll see what somebody will pony on up, but um, $400 million, we're looking right in that range. And he wants to be a free agent. He said that he's been wanting to do this. He wants to get as much money as he can. I always felt that he never wanted to come back to Boston, um, that he wanted to move on from the the Northeast. So, you know, the Red Sox had no choice. They really had to trade him. Otherwise, he was going to walk away, and they were going to get nothing because they weren't going to pony up that type of money. That's what you say. I think that if you are going to get as little as you ended up getting, you keep them around. You hope you make a run. You hope that if you do make one, if you make a run and you win the World Series and he leaves, whatever. Two, if you win the World Series, maybe you get the hometown discount. I, I, I think I'm a, I'm a believer that they played it wrong. We've talked about it the last there's, two nights. Yeah, well, there's no going to be no hometown discount. He feels like he has to, for the union's part, take it and get as much money as he can. Um, you know, don't get me started on that, but that that's what he feels like he's got to do for his fellow players and and for the union, you know, take as much as you can. It's a money grab. And I can't blame him. You know, he has every right to do something like that, Aaron. Yeah, I I guess. I mean, I I do still think that um at the end of the day like it I don't I don't get the idea of taking the most money if you have no chance to win, but that's just me. All right. You want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. The XFL may be here to stay. They had big numbers. I also want to get more about Brady and the odds on where he'll end up. Plus, that Brady-Dak thing was Michael Irvin talking it back a little bit. All that next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. 
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my <laughs> He's Aaron Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. I'm Marty Spanier. You want to get a hold of us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Real quick, while we were wrapping up baseball last segment, Torres, and we brought this up a little bit yesterday, I just want to say it one more time today. Um, enough with the punishing of Pete Rose. And I know people said, you know, we didn't throw him out of baseball for gambling. It's because he lied about gambling. That even makes my case more. Um We've punished him enough for lying or gambling or lying and gambling. We've pretty much exiled him from baseball. He's never going to be a manager again. He's never going to be a coach or, for the most part, maybe an instructor in the, you know, preseason or exhibition season, you know, in in Arizona or Florida. This guy is one of the greats. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Enough is enough. We've had people that just cheated in baseball, and we're not doing squat to those players. 
Pete's been punished enough. Just let him back in. Yeah, I have no major objection to it. I mean, it's been, whatever, 30 years since all this went down. Has it been that long? Wow. Like the late 80s, right? I yeah, think it was. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's just one of those deals where, as I said last night, I know, like you said, we talked about last night, is that the Baseball Hall of Fame at the end of the day, listen, and, and some people might disagree, but... We're not curing cancer here. We're not splitting atoms. It's right. we're, we're it's baseball. And the Baseball Hall of Fame is a baseball museum. And you can't tell the story of baseball history without the guy who got more hits than anybody else. Yeah, but that's beside the point, though. If he still did something wrong to be banned from the Hall of Fame. But where do we draw the line, though? And this is the conversation that's gone on for 30 years. I mean, you brought it up last night. We have guys that committed domestic violence. We have guys that were alcoholics. We have guys that were racist. We have guys that took steroids and we just didn't catch them. Right. So right. where do you draw the line? Right. And you can't, you know, obviously police everything. But just in Pete's case, 30 years is enough punishment. That That's enough. Um, I agree with that. You know, just reinstate the guy, you know, let him go ahead and become a hitting instructor or whatever it is. He's, he's been exiled enough. I, I, I can't believe we've even taken it to this point, especially because we didn't punish the Houston Astro players that cheated, you know? Those guys are Great getting point. off scot-free, so that's the part that bothers me about this whole thing. You know who else that bothers is Pete Rose, which is why this this conversation has come up in the first place. But I listen, what what is the exact word, I don't know, sanctity of the game or whatever? Right. Well, that's what Jose Altuve is alleged to have done. That's what George Springer is alleged exactly. to have done. And so, it, like you said, if you're going to let those guys get away with it, if you're going to give them immunity for telling what you know, then we should probably give Pete Rose the same. No, no, not immunity. We already punished them 30 years, okay? The big difference between giving somebody immunity and still punishing them 30 years. Pete's had his 30-year punishment, okay? Time to go ahead and, and finish that off. That That's the difference. He served his punishment, Aaron. None of these other guys have served anything. You're right. So th there's the difference there. That's what bothers me. You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. Um, I'm at Stinking Genius 1. XFL, their opening game, 3.3 million. Uh, I think that kind of surprised a lot of people. I see all over Twitter people are talking about it. First question is, Aaron, is the XFL here to stay just based on what you saw this weekend? I don't know. I don't know. And, and I know that's a cop-out answer, but my answer to the question is very simply this, is that we need to wait and see. Because What are you waiting for? Um, attendance? Are you waiting to just see if it picks up on Twitter? If people are going to gamble on it? Uh, if you have more no, uh, known names? What, what exactly are you waiting to see? I'm waiting to see what the ratings are in week two and in week three and in week five and for whatever championship game they have because we went through this song and dance last year with the AAF, 2.9 million viewers on opening weekend. Ironically, Arnie, I vividly remember that I was filling in for Chris Plank with you. It was probably okay. the opening season of softball again last year, and we had this same conversation about the AAF. Is it here to stay? Now, I think the NFL, the XFL, the structure is better. I think the infrastructure is better, better TV contracts. I think it's been a better product through one week, but I do think that we have to wait and see before we say anything definitively. But we love football. We sure. love football. That that's like saying we all love hamburgers, and there's only one hamburger place or two hamburger places in ten mile radius. But so it's obviously you're going to eat there. What happens to the bad hamburger places that don't serve the same quality hamburgers? The best hamburger places they go out of business. And so is it is the XFL 
the hamburger place that just isn't very good and we don't want the second, third, fourth option? Or is it good enough? Is the difference between the best and the second best not that much where we don't mind getting the second best? Terrible wording of that analogy. Well, yes, because you're going to have to wait a long time. You're going to have to wait six months to eat that burger again. I'm giving you an option to continue eating burgers, even though it wasn't as good as the original one. I guess I guess what I'm saying is we love football so much. Why shouldn't one of these leagues eventually catch on? Um, is it, you know, is it name recognition here? Is it the game? Is it the, the gadgets and the gizmos and all the stuff that we see about, you know, full, you know, you can do interviews in the locker room at halftime and all that? What exactly are we looking for? Or do we have to make it gimmicky like this? Well, the quality of play is obviously not as good, and the star power isn't as good. So you have to bring in fans for another reason, and I think it's the things that all, that you mentioned. And that's my biggest question. Are those things that aren't football-related, that aren't related to the star power of the players, enough to keep people invested? I don't have an answer for that, but that is why I'm curious to see what ratings and attendance and everything look like in Week 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. As uh, Todd Furman brought up an hour ago, what happens to um, – you know, uh, what happens when March Madness starts? What happens as we get uh, towards the start of Major League Baseball season? We get to the start of the NBA uh, playoffs, to the to the draft, the NFL draft. I mean, these are all questions that we don't have an answer to it, right now. It, well, what you, you said you know the numbers. Do, do more people watch the NFL draft and the NFL combine than NBA playoff games or NHL playoff games or Major League Baseball regular season or what? Well, say that. Say the question again. Do more people watch the NFL draft and you know combines yes. than regular season NBA and stuff? Oh my God, yes. Well, I don't know about the combine, but the the first round of the NFL draft did 11 million viewers last oh. year. That's like a, wow. an Eastern Conference Finals game or a Western Conference Finals game. So to answer your question, absolutely. But That's that was insane. Yeah. But yeah, but that was the first round. That was one night. I don't. I don't have numbers in terms of the the third yeah, the, round or right. whatever. But people it's love. Good, you got to assume it's still pretty damn good. But but cool. also, and again, it com- but it comes down to, and I think, and we've talked about this, is that. Um, there's always interest in terms of uh, what's next, right? So uh, coaching carousel stuff, mock drafts, things like that. And the NFL draft sells hope, and it sells hope with college players that we know to NFL franchises that we follow. And so because my, my big question with the XFL is if the guys couldn't make it, right? Cardale Jones, Aaron right. Murray, who played at Georgia. Right. If those guys couldn't make it in the NFL, there is a reason for that. Now, can they be better against you know inferior competition? I don't know. I guess I, my whole thing is there's only so many sideline interviews and quirky rules that are going yes. to get me tuned in to week two, three, four. By the way, I, I think that the the first week was a rousing success. But you asked me, is it here to stay? And I said, really, frankly, right now we don't have an answer. Right. Uh, you want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one Torres sitting in for Chris Plank. By the way, Frank takes me to task, so I got to read this. Dodgers finished 2019 with an NL record at all-time franchise high, 279 home runs. Bellinger had 47, Peterson 36, and I don't want to go on and on and on. Then he puts at the end, but Dodger Stadium is still a pitcher's ballpark. So Mookie's numbers aren't going to go down, go to Dodger Stadium. Is that what I'm to see here or what? I don't think so because he's a gap hitter, and I think that uh, you know when you have a bigger park, 
I think he is going to have success, not to mention that he's going to score a ton of runs because if he gets on base, as Frank just brought up, Bellinger's hitting behind him and Max Muncy's hitting behind him and Justin Turner's hitting behind him. I think he's going to have success. I think he's going to, again, be an MVP candidate. Now, the the question is, is the guy batting behind him, Cody Bellinger, going to end up uh, putting up better stats than him in the in the pursuit of an MVP? But I think he's going to be just fine. And as you said to start the show, I think the Dodgers are going to be a juggernaut this season. Now, I need you to be going to the Dodger game so when they make the World Series, I can come out there and we could do our show from Dodger Stadium. That way, you know, they'll they'll know that you come to all the games. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's get it set up. I, I think that we should. You uh, never go to Dodger games. You only do the whole college basketball thing. Well, listen, I, I would love to, but you and I work on Saturday nights during the week. It's Sometimes it's tough to find people Dodgers to Dodgers do play Monday through Friday also. And Sunday as well. <laughs> Sunday gets too hot. I'm not a day game guy. Cause You're then not you, a day game then guy. Then you huh? can't be drinking beers in the sun and all that stuff. You know who goes to all these random Dodgers games? Ben Bauer. Rob Parker, too. I was going to say. Oh, does he? Yeah, I don't know how many now because he does the shift where he doesn't get out until 7 o'clock. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll bug him get to a game or two. Ben Maller loves going to the Dodger games. They, they he has his own seat there. You know. Oh, I mean? really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's a big wig there. You want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. More on the XFL. And, and by the way, uh, we brought up the Tom Brady Dak rumor. We'll touch on that a little bit more. All that coming up next. Plus odds for the 2021 season. Never too early to start talking about that. First, though, a final check in with the Sager to see what's trending. What's going on, the Sager? Hello, gentlemen. We'll get to baseball in a moment. I quickly looked up. NFL draft for all three days coverage last year. They averaged over six million just for wow. the wow. record. Even day three is um, it, it's an average over. of all the networks combined because you know it's more than one, and it was wow. all the days of the draft combined. Or Crazy. Average. As far as Mookie bets, the last two years with Boston, he averaged 30 homers, 80 RBIs. More importantly, he led the league in runs scored each of the last two years. So with him leading right. off as a Dodger, and they just re-signed Max Muncie. So it would be Betts and then Muncie right behind him with oh. power. And then Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, and the rest. And the details, wow. the Dodgers will acquire right fielder Mookie Betts and pitcher David Price from Boston. MLB just needs to approve the cash to L.A. involved. The Red Sox will pay half of the remaining $96 million on Price's contract, according to The Athletic. He has three years left on his deal. The Boston Globe says... They paid him $218 million for that contract. <laughs> yeah, well, they're paying still most of that because Jeez. the Dodgers are not having to spend Kershaw-like money to get David Price. The Red Sox will pay half of the 32 yeah. mil, so the Dodgers Ridiculous. are theoretically getting a starting pitcher for 16 million and not 32. Right. Boston Globe says all the medical reviews on the Red Sox deal with LA are done. Red Sox get outfielder Alex Verdugo and two prospects. Betts' contract is finished after this season. This is a guy who's won four straight gold gloves and was the AL's MVP in 2018. Price, a former number one overall draft choice, turns 35 this summer. Last year, he was just 7-5, and five, ERA over four. The year before for Boston, Price was 16-7. and seven. Separately, the Dodgers agree to trade pitcher Kenta Maeda and $10 million to the Twins for prospects, pending medical reviews, according to our Ken Rosenthal. And repeating, the Athletics says there is no deal for the Dodgers to then send outfielder Jock Peterson to the Angels. Mm. So L.A. would be over the 40-man roster and still have to do something once this blockbuster involving Boston and Minnesota gets done. The XFL had two more games today on its opening weekend. New York 23-3 over Tampa Bay. Quarterback Aaron Murray, no touchdowns, two interceptions in the loss for Tampa. St. Louis won at Dallas 15-9. Golf winner at Pebble Beach, Nick Taylor of Canada by four 
strokes. Phil Mickelson, after a 74 today, finished five back. Next Sunday is the Daytona 500 on Fox TV. Ricky Stenhouse earned the pole. The dual qualifying races are Thursday night on FS1. Today on FS2 from Los Angeles, U.S. women's soccer beat Canada 3-0 with three goals in the last 30 minutes. There is college basketball to discuss because on FS1, Marquette beat up 19th-ranked yeah. Butler. 76-57, the final. You know, Butler ranked in the top 20. It's just 6-5 and five in the Big East. Number 25-ranked Houston downed Wichita State with ease, 76-43. Houston leads the American Conference at 9-2. and two. Connecticut edged Cincinnati at yeah, over- overtime. Oh, stop it. 72-71, so the Bearcats fall to second place in the American. And what happened to Ohio State hoops? Wisconsin beat the Buckeyes 70-57. to Ohio State now 5-7 and seven in the Big Ten Conference. Washington State defeated Washington 79-67. Okay, what's happened to Washington hoops? Yeah. They are 2-9 and nine in Pac-12 their, play. Their, their point guard flunked off the team. That's what happened. I see. Yeah, it's wow, unbelievable. Wow. I don't know how a player in 2020 with the resources these schools provide. And yeah, I blame the they coach. They do provide, yes. And I, I blame the coaching staff, too, for letting it happen. I didn't mean to cut you off to Sager. No, I'm next. I'm ready to hear people say, oh, yeah, where Markel Fultz is hurt. Rutgers beat Northwestern in overtime, 77-73. Northwestern 1-11 in the Big Ten. All right, wait, wait. Trivia question that you won't be able to know the answer or look it up. That's the type of – you know, I love those trivia questions. Sure. When's the last time the number one person from three teams all in the same area were gone? Kyrie from the Celtics, Tom Brady if he leaves the Patriots, Mookie Betts leaving the Red Sox. Wow. You like that one? Give me another one where that's ever happened before. Huh? Ever. Hasn't happened yet, but yeah, that would be pretty good. You'd ha- you first have to have a big enough city to have multiple sports. That's not always the case. I mean, a lot of titles right. in San Antonio, but they wouldn't qualify for this trip. Brady question. leaves, you'll never have three bigger stars ever leave a local area like that, ever. Well, I go back to what we've talked about in other years, the fact that three of the absolute greatest in the last 50 years of Boston sports were complete accidents to fall to them in David Ortiz and Tom Brady and Bill yeah. Belichick. Ortiz used know, to be a Minnesota twin. And he was cut in the yes. offseason, and nobody picked him up for three weeks. <laughs> Wow. NBA's All-Star events are next weekend in Chicago. A Dallas All-Star, Luka Doncic, with a sprained ankle, will miss tomorrow's game against Utah, missing a seventh straight game. Utah was a winner at the buzzer at Houston tonight, 114-113. Russell Westbrook, 39 points in the loss. Portland won the late game over Miami, 115-109. Damian Lillard, 33 points, eight assists. The Clippers sent Cleveland to their largest ever defeat at home, beat them by 41, 133-92, and Kawhi Leonard was out. Andre Drummond, ex of Detroit, made his Cavs debut, 19 points, 14 rebounds. But if you have Cavs season tickets, well, first off, I'm sorry. And secondly, <laughs> at home, they're 6-22 and 22 this year. Wow. Wins also for Boston at 7th straight, for Memphis. Philadelphia is now 24-2 and two at home. And Atlanta beat the Knicks in double OT. 140 to 135, Trey Young, 48 points. Final note on this Oscar night from the Baltimore Sun, a guy who won an Oscar tonight for Best Animated Short Film. This is the same category that Kobe Bryant recently yes, won in. Yes, I saw this. Tonight's winner, Matthew A. Cherry, was in Baltimore Ravens training camp in 2006, was cut before the start of the regular season, got a settlement for a shoulder injury, and here years later wins an Oscar. The film title was Hair Love. He was a receiver at the University of Akron. I want to do a movie, a short movie about a radio talk show host from New York. 
that does national radio that really is good looking and should be doing TV. That's right. More of that eye candy you were talking yes, about exactly. earlier. Sure. Right. Who would Thank love you to see to that? Yeah. Yes. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's easy to save 15% of more car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I almost was in Everybody Loves Raymond. You've seen that one before, haven't you, Torres? Great show. Uh, yeah. You would have obviously made it less great, but continue. I'm it was between treat. it was between me and uh, another radio guy in town uh, for one of the episodes where we were playing a talk show, a sports talk show host. So obviously that was a stretch for me. How did you How did you get involved in that? You have an agent or what? Yeah, I had an agent at the time, and he was really good. He was sending me to a whole bunch of tryouts, and I would always get down to like the final two or three, but. Sometimes I just wouldn't make the cut. It was it was some pretty big stuff. There was some pretty good, uh, you know, uh, stuff I tried out for. Is this how you got that Arby's commercial too? That you're still getting? <laughs> no, I for? got the not Arby's. It was uh, uh, Carl's Jr. Wow. Yeah, Hardee's. It was well in the East Coast or the Midwest. It's called Hardee's. In the uh, West Coast, it's called Carl's Jr. You still getting checks for that or what? No, they haven't run that one in a long time. That was Thank the goodness. best thing. That was the best thing ever. Was doing voiceover for that. That was fantastic. Is that on YouTube or anything? I got to find that. We found the the newlywed game. So you you know what? Google um, Hardy's commercial, Norm McDonald and Arnie Spanier, and see if anything like that comes up. And and maybe maybe we'll find it that way. So I was. By the way, NBA All Star Game coming up. You, you into that one too? Or are we or are we just done with All Star Games except for baseball? We don't want the Pro Bowl. We don't care about the NHL All Star Game. And do we still care about the NBA All Star Game? It's a tough watch. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I, I still... not this year though. Not this year because of the whole Kobe dedication and everybody wearing all number twos and all number twenty fours. So... I think this year is going to be a little bit different though. I'm still not sure. What are they going to reset the score after yes. the first and? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for honoring Kobe. It's uh, it's an incredible testament to who he was and all that. I am still very confused on this new scoring system. Right. I, I think they're going to reset the scores after, what, the first halftime, and then at the end of the third, and then they'll just play to a certain number, What the I think, what, 24, I believe, in the fourth, and that's the way they'll do it. Yes, that is my understanding as well. Yeah. But I, I don't, don't have a great yeah. feel for if that's accurate or not. You you still care about the slam dunk contest or no, not really about that either. I, I You know, you and I will probably be on air when that's going on, so I'll probably check it out in studio. The the thing that I actually do think is cool, I enjoy, is the the Rising Stars Challenge, all the young guys getting together on one court. But then it turns into the All-Star game where after two possessions, everyone's dunking and not playing defense. Yeah. <laughs> I, which is right, which is what it is in the game. So, you know why I have the slam dunk contest? I If we had the best players you know like lebron's never been in the slam dunk contest if we if we had guys like that then it'd be a whole different story then ratings would be triple or higher if we could watch those guys do it you know john morant's in it this year yeah that's number two I mean, pick yeah zion zion should be in it yeah he's not gonna be in it is he no i don't think so yeah i i wouldn't see him taking a chance on something like that he's too delicate right now to um, being in the slam dunk contest, so we'll see what happens there. By the way, real quick, we talked to Todd Furman about the Super Bowl odds. If anybody was rushing out to bet Kansas City, by the way, Kansas City the favorite, Baltimore the second favorite, along with San Francisco at eight to one, and there are the Saints still at ten to one. I don't think I touch the Saints with a ten foot pole. I'm done with them. Um, I thought they were going to make a better run this year. All right, let me ask you, San Francisco 49ers, would you bet them? 
Here's here's the argument. Here's my argument against betting them. They're only eight to one. I need a little bit better value than that. That's one. Yeah. Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. Yeah. That division is brutal with Seattle and the Los Angeles Rams. And Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a player that is going to put a team on his back in the playoffs. And so I think when you add in all those things, even if I was getting better odds, I don't think I'd touch the How many quarterbacks can put their team on in the playoffs and win uh, a Super Bowl? I mean, even though we haven't Mahomes, Mahomes, obviously. I think even Are you going to say Lamar Jackson? Yes, I was going to say Lamar Jackson. I think Deshaun Watson. I don't know if he could win three, no, stop it. three or four games. I don't know. But here's the question. How about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he looked, uh, you know, Russell Wilson's another one for sure. Didn't look like it in San Francisco, Aaron Rodgers. That, and that's what I was going to say about Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I mean, is he still that guy? The thing about Aaron Rodgers is if, if you really look at the Packers' schedule, um, they beat a lot of bad teams. And I don't know that they were as good as their record reflected they were. And so I I don't really know where I'm at with Aaron Rodgers right now. All right, we'll come back. I want to wrap it up with some tweets. We'll get to some picks as we wrap up the Sunday show. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Of course, Chris Plank with the night off. Aaron Torres has been filling in. want to thank Torres as we promoted him to the big show. We all know that Sunday night is the big show, don't we, Torres? Wow, so you're calling what we do on Saturdays crap, Arnie. Okay. No, that, this is just a bigger slot, though. Sunday night, much more important than Saturday night. We know that. Why they stick you on Saturday, then? Wow! Oh, wow! Just, I'm just asking, I'm just I'm asking to the compliment you, and this is what I get. Oh, and and goodness. by the way, can we stop with the Chris Plank had the night off? He's working really hard in Puerto Vallarta right now, okay? Yeah, that's it. I, I, that's where the love boat went to when they went on a cruise. Was Isn't that where Mrs. Spanier went to for a while when she wouldn't pick up your phone calls? And no, she was, the Bahamas. The Bahamas. She, she was calling on the wrong day, and she was asking for the wrong yeah, guy, and she called was... you Mike, and it was it was all so it was weird. Yeah. Rob says, sneaking genius, you're the James Dolan of sports radio. Despised, hated, incompetent, and self-important clown. You wow. have... You have been compared to every awful athlete management person ever. Owner. You were the Baker Mayfield. You were the <laughs> Eli Manning when Eli got bad. You were the Odell Beckham. You were the Antonio Brown, now the James Dolan. How would I be as an owner if I was the owner of the New York Knicks? How would I be with the media? Can you see me coming on your show? Here's the owner of the New York Knicks now, Arnie Spanier. Thank you, Aaron, for having me on. Yeah, I think you couldn't be worse than their current owner. I don't know if that's you know, a compliment to you or an insult to I, him. I got to say something. James Dolan is a billionaire. We know that. Really? Have you ever seen him smile? If you can't smile as a billionaire, I don't care what you're doing. You need to do something else. If you can't smile when you go to the Knicks game because so many people are giving you a hard time, then it's not worth it anymore. Life is too short. You... You can't be miserable, especially with all the money that he's got. Sell the team or or do something else if you can't smile and enjoy it, you know? Well, I mean, that goes into like a sociological, he inherited money and does right, he even understand right. what a hard day's work is and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's probably another conversation for another day. But not a good owner. Uh, very thin skin about stuff that doesn't matter. I Listen, forget about the smile stuff. If somebody was criticizing me for my ownership or sell the team, I'd just pull out a wad of cash, light it on fire, and smoke a cigar and, and get the last laugh. That's what I would do. But does you got to think that some of these guys that get past ownership to teams, why they really want them. Like um, Ralph Wilson, when he passed away, he was the owner of the Buffalo Bills. 
they sold the Buffalo Bills, I think, in like 20 minutes. I, I, I don't know. It was like his wife, and I think they have like four girls. They wanted nothing to do with owning an NFL team. Really? They're like, it's for sale. Come on by. Whoever wants it, you can have it, you know? That's interesting. I don't remember that. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just no, don't the remember. Pagula, the, the Pagulas brought it. That's uh, right. Terry Pagula brought it, him and his wife, Kim. Um, and then they buy them and the Sabres. But um, there was a talk that they were going to – remember Bon Jovi wanted to buy the Bills. Remember that? Is that right? Where were they going to yeah. loot? You said they were going to move to Toronto? I think Donald Trump wanted to buy I think you're the right. Buffalo Bills at one point. So, um, you know, it, it was it – was, some people just don't want it to be passed out. Or they're like, oh, we want nothing about owning a team. Um, forget about it. Just put it up for sale. And, and they – they, that, that's about the quickest sale I think I've ever seen for a for a sports uh, franchise. Well, there's not many available, and when they are, they probably are. You know, people aren't as excited to get rid of them as that that example. Yeah, um, getting a lot on Twitter. Boy, they're not kind to me. And Chris says, "Please make my night and introduce Ben as the disheveled one." I always introduce Ben Maller as the disheveled one. He's coming up next. So Ben Maller, you see him when he comes in the studio, don't you? There, Torres, or what? Yeah, usually when I work on a Sunday, yeah. Always comes in at the last minute, too. Always bothers me when I'm in there. I'm like, where's Ben? Am I going to have to fill in for him? He's not here on time, you know? Holla back. Holla back now. <laughs> What's he going to be saying about his Dodgers now that they got Mookie Betts? All right, I got to wrap up the show. Thanks to Bobo, uh, my technical director, of course, doing a good job. Lead the lap, our producer. Uh, of course, thanks to Torres for filling in for Plank. Certainly appreciate I hope you had fun on Sunday night. A little double duty for you, Torres. Oh, I always have fun. I wish I was in uh, Puerto Vallarta with Plank, but I did have fun. Yeah, talk about it. We should have done the show from, we from there. That, yeah, that, the bosses. That, that would have been a lot of fun. All right, the disheveled one. Yes, you heard me right. Ben Maller coming up next. Stick around for him. You know he's got a lot on his plate right here on Fox Sports Radio. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. From football playoffs to basketball madness, 
TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.